1: everybody tonight we're debating a political
0: panel on
1: january 6th afghanistan crt in the recent texas abortion law which we will start with folks thanks so much for being with us our guests are linked in the description and with that regarding the texas abortion law what are your thoughts folks let her rip
2: i think it's pretty bad law to begin with honestly and it's it's going to hurt a lot of people but it's mainly going to hurt lower income and marginalized people the most because these are the people who are already struggling to have the best access to things like birth control and family planning to begin with but that's my thoughts I, i've limited knowledge on you know female health and things like that
3: are we all aware of what the, what is special about the texas law compared to recent attempts because all special right so the texas law is interesting in that in previous heart like uh you know a heartbeat threshold laws have been struck down because it's just a straight up ban this one kind of gets around or potentially gets around it in that it's not criminalizing it it's a civil it's it made it it's made it through uh made a civil issue reportable by private citizens which is why the supreme court hasn't immediately blocked it and it's gonna it's gonna go to the courts which is interesting from a legal perspective but i don't know how it's gonna work from like a practical perspective.
4: Yeah, It's it's completely indefensible. I mean, not only is it clearly a violation of constitutional precedents on the issue, but the practice of circumnavigating the Constitution by deferring state law to incentivizing uh, private lawsuits through bounties is insane. I mean, not only does this massively complicate things, not only will it choke up the courts, um, not only is it completely disingenuous, but it encourages a culture of fear and stigmatization where industry and friendships alike are ground to a halt as everyone terrified tiptoes around this ridiculous law which was clearly put out there as bait there's no way to survive scrutiny
5: uh it's funny you could say almost the exact same thing about biden's vaccine mandate that he pushed a clearly unconstitutional design to pit neighbors against others etc things like that wait hold on wait say. hold on I wait really disagree- quickly
4: it's it's an employer Please. ban how does it pit neighbors against each other It's
5: OSHA. Because the entire idea is to to demonize the unvaccinated, which again, as Carr was saying, is disproportionately poor people and people of color, the unvaccinated. That's what the entire idea is, to place all the blame on them. We can talk about that another day though. But it's funny to see the my body, my choice people all of a sudden be real concerned about the government influencing what medications you have to put in your body. I don't disagree with you, sphincter of doom, that there are specific questions in the way that this would be implemented. Uh, I do have questions of what this could lead to and other things. And if you're conservative out there, that thing should matter. For example, What if they say, well, we're going to pass laws that say people that sell guns and lead access to guns that end up harming someone could be civilly sued, it's not criminal, but they could be civilly, that's something that could potentially come. So we need to look at these things with scrutiny in the way that they're implemented. However, having said that Roe v. Wade is an abomination, the right to privacy has nothing to do with whether or not you could snuff out a life. The only thing that matters is, is that fetus a life? We may disagree on when that fetus becomes a life. But once we determine it is a life, it is inhumane to snuff out that life. It is not a choice of the woman at that point because it is a separate life. And to see so many people that are willing to say, I should be allowed to force you to have a vaccine because there's a very small chance if I force you to have that vaccine, I have a slightly less chance of getting COVID. But on the other hand, say I should be allowed to snuff out a potential life because it's my body and the government doesn't have the right to tell me what to do with it is absolutely hysterical to see the irony and the double standard. I would
3: actually disagree there uh, on a number of reasons. One, it is not necessarily hypocritical if you are a my body, my choice, unless you are going to harm another person. So people who are pro-choice don't see fetuses as, as persons who are not actually negatively impacting, whereas those who are for ma- vaccine mandates do think you're imp- impacting a person. So the, so it's it's not hypocritical on the part of those people.
5: But but, let me stop you there. The point is, the only thing that matters then, is determining whether or not the fetus is alive. Can we agree that if we could objectively see that the fetus is alive, then the idea of "My body, my choice," wouldn't apply, because it's a separate a life?:
4: Person, not a life. Right. Cells are alive. We need to determine personhood
5: fine personhood
3: the the abortion debate is centered around two questions one when does personhood begin or to what degree does personhood begin and two under what conditions does the right of one person supersede another so it's not just okay the fetus is a person maybe and but then okay under what conditions does the rights of one person supersede another so it is not the
5: condition when you're killing one That would supersede. Snuffing out a life on a person would supersede the inconvenience of the person. we can all agree the law is is legally
4: indefensible, right? So, wait, just really quickly, before we get to the moral arguments, the legality of this law is definitely not constitutional, right? We can all agree this is a huge underhanded move meant to bait attention and circumnavigate an obvious constitutional precedent. I, okay. yeah, just Wait.
3: Wait. So it can't both be unconstitutional and one circumnavigating thing. the Constitution. It either to... either violates the Constitution or it doesn't. Well, well, we can I think it does, it does, but it does so in a I do unique way.
1: We, I promise we'll come right back to this. I I heard one voice that we hadn't heard from yet, but I'm trying to figure out where they were. Is that UK? That was me. <laughs> Go ahead, Kate.
6: Okay, I'm you know token pro life activist here, guys. I've been a pro life activist for seven years. I have a vested interest in this conversation. Um, this is all kind of like a moot point because the point of the Texas abortion ban, as it stands right now, wasn't to do some like weird shit with uh, having citizens sue each sue each other or sue abortion doctors in Texas. The whole point of this law was to see how the Supreme Court was going to react to it. It's literally just pro-life organizations kind of poking at that bear. Um, we haven't had a case like this go before this particular Supreme Court with all of Trump's nominations on the Supreme Court. They just wanted to know what whether or not it would go through, whether or not it was going to face backlash in the Supreme Court, whether or not it was going to be rejected by the Supreme Court, and it wasn't. So the whole purpose of this bill is just one step in the direction of trying to overturn Roe versus Wade. Once Roe versus Wade is overturned, you're not gonna, this This law is going to be null and void. They're not gonna care anymore. They're just going to outright ban it. So I do have issues with this law. I don't see it being incredibly practical. I mean, private citizens suing abortion doctors whenever they have no stake in it, there's no loss. Like that's a, that's a hard sell and you only collect the money if you can win your case so you're not going to see a ton of people taking up these lawsuits because it costs money to to sue people and if you don't win you don't get that money back um so this law like on a on a practical level like it's it's really not going to do much unless abortion clinics and doctors that perform abortions are just going like we're going to abide by this law because we don't want to be sued. Um, That's the only way that it's going to work. I see more abortions being um, eliminated in the state of Texas because of pro-choice misinformation that, you know, women are going to get sued or that women are going to face jail time if they get abortions now in Texas. That's what's really going to bring abortion numbers down. It's not going to be this law because you're not going to see a huge amount of private citizens trying to sue abortion doctors when they have no stake or lost to prove in their civil suit.
4: In what world is the state legislator pushing forward an unprecedented bounty on people who get abortions not their fault for disincentivizing abortions? It's not pro-choice propaganda that, yeah... The state is allowing people to sue anyone who gets abortions after six weeks or anyone who assists anyone to get abortion after six weeks. That's in the text of the law. That's not misinformation. Whether or not not you think those lawsuits would be common does not speak to the fact that this fear is very obviously coming from the explicit behavior of those legislators.
6: But you can't sue the woman that has the that performed that has the abortion performed on her. There are legal protections for the woman for both civil and there's both civil and legal protections in this bill for the woman that try attempts to get an abortion or successfully procures an abortion after six weeks in the state of Texas.
4: Just the doctors and anyone who could be argued to have helped at any point.
6: Yes,
3: I I may I may be wrong, but I think Kay's point was that the misinformation is that. The people who are suing have no standing they have no case so it's not going to go anywhere the fear of being being sued is not the same thing as winning losing a lawsuit so i, I think that's I, I think that's what case Kay, point was forgive me if yeah I... that's my point
6: like civil suits you have to prove some sort of loss or that you have a stake in this in a private citizen that just happens to know that this abortion doctor performed an abortion after fetal a uh, fetal heartbeat was detected that that they're not gonna the chances of them winning that suit are very very low that and whenever you take
4: the chilling effect that takes place like if the threat of a lawsuit is more than enough to deter people from engaging in some types of behavior and you don't know that those lawsuits are going to lose anyhow you have no idea how these things are going to pan out particularly given texas's demographics uh, given the expense of defending yourself in a legal case i mean this is this is clear disincentivization They're doing it through a legal loophole, but that's obviously the goal of this. We should be focusing on things that reduce abortions naturally and healthily, like encouraging proper contraception, good sexual health education, and making sure that people can make right family planning decisions. But instead, right now, what we're doing is encouraging some dystopic 1984 neighbor spies on neighbor bullshit in an effort to address this with the sincerity you'd expect political advocates to engage in.
5: Again, uh, I just have to bring up the hilarity of the double standard of the people that want to blame the anti-vaxxers for everything, talking about neighbors versus neighbors. Now, talking about the constitutionality of this, the truth of the matter is Roe v. Wade was an abomination in the first place because there is no constitutional right to an abortion. The idea that the Fourth Amendment right to privacy somehow entailed women to have an abortion is absolute nonsense. The Constitution is very specific about what should have happened. Abortion existed at the time of the Bill of Rights, and the Bill of Rights specifically said in the Tenth Amendment that everything that is not... Outline specifically as a power to the federal government should be up to the state government. Abortion is a state's issue. Each state should be allowed to pass the law that they want. If the federal government wants to change that, there is a process for it. That's called an amendment. They could pass an amendment that guarantees a woman's right oh, to the abortion. The Supreme Court. The truth buddy. is that that Supreme Court ruling. That, well, yes, the Supreme precedent. Court. Real I, quick, the Supreme. Right. The Supreme Court acted in an activist way. Uh, the Supreme Court also. Right. The Supreme. The same Supreme Court well, the same body that also neglected to strike down this law right now. So I don't want to hear about its unconstitutionality. All that matters is what they say, according to you. I'm saying that we could have opinions regarding that anyways, and that this should be a state's issue. And also the reason that you're seeing this, the reason that there is such a push to go against this is because the majority of people, myself somewhat included in this as well, Mm -hmm. had no problem with the old left-wing way of looking at abortions, which was like safe, legal, and rare, right? Like I myself think that there's a point where we should say that this is a life and that we shouldn't have an abortion. I don't know when that is. I'll admit that I'm not a medical professional. Is it heartbeat? Is it brain activity? Things like that. But up until that point, I was okay with abortions occurring. That separates me from many people that are on the right. The problem is the left took this and ran with it to insane lengths. For example, the New York bill said that anytime that a doctor and a woman felt that there was need for an abortion for her discomfort, including things like emotional discomfort, then they would be allowed to perform the abortion even in the ninth month. What happens Now, to what pregnancy has um, <laughs> Oh, well, again, we'll get to it. That's well, the, wait, no, so we let's get to about, it. Wait, weren't you just okay, advocating to, for right. states' okay, rights? So, <laughs> Sure, sure. Then the state of New York should be allowed to do that. But the truth is the average people are disgusted by that. So New York should have the right what to does do that it. It Should be do be under Roe v. Wait, wait, wait,
4: you can't be like, oh, I support states' rights, uh, but when I'm disgusted with what the state does, that would be my argument if I was using the states' rights argument. You can't, if you're oh, wait, It's because to the you states. don't
5: understand. It's because you don't understand what I'm saying. Also, before you tear off
2: on another tangent... You mentioned safe, legal, and rare. Making them available, along with uh, sexual education and birth control, makes them safe, legal, and rare. That is what has been proven in developed countries around the globe. You, you want to so let legal, me finish. Rare. If,
5: you, if you would let me finish, what happened was, although most people were on board with that, and I have no problem with the states deciding what their particular abortion law should be. That's fine. They can hash that out in their own state. So I'm not saying that New York doesn't have the right under the states' rights to do that. But what I'm saying is it disgusted the average person. And they now see how there are so many people on the left that don't just want safe, legal, and rare. They actually want to celebrate abortions. And that New York abortion law was celebrated by lighting New York City skyline up pink. This has led to many people saying, well, fuck it, if I have to take one extreme or the other, I'll take the extreme that says then we'll criminalize abortions in general. Because we're disgusted by the celebration of the death of babies that we see that's becoming mainstream in the Democratic Party and the left.
4: your political opinions were formed by getting mad at the left doing something, or we doing de- which TikTok me. hurt you?
5: Not me. That's not so, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying that that's the vast on, majority one, one of people sec- in the
1: Senate. One uh, of you from Stardust, if I if I hear you got something to say, and then yeah, anybody else after Stardust, if you haven't gotten to spoken but want to, let us know. Go ahead, Stardust.
7: Yeah, so uh I just have a couple of points. Um I, I think the first thing I wanted to address was the whole hypocrisy behind my body my choice, right? I think it's really interesting that it applies to carrying um a, a baby for 9 months but somebody can't wear a mask for like 10 minutes in a Walgreens, right? Um also, I think that um I, I think that to um be so worried about uh, about these children and not look at like the endless amount of studies that show that there are long lasting um, uh, detriments to a family when a woman is turned away from an abortion. Right. When a woman is turned away from an abortion um, uh, and there's like a study that that like followed this um Women um, who are turned away are more likely to stay with an abusive partner. They're more likely to expose their pre their existing children to abuse in the house, right, um, and have them be witness to that abuse. They're also more likely to not bond with that child that they're forced to carry to term. I mean, these are all very anti-family things. So I don't see how being pro-life is pro-family at all. I think if you want to be pro-family, you should be pro-choice and and support the right for women who need an abortion to get
5: one. Uh, Killing well, a baby for the convenience we, of lowering domestic abuse isn't something that I would consider. We don't that seems heinous babies. and evil. Right, they're well then the babies. question wait, becomes, wait. are they babies or not? I don't want to hear about domestic abuse. It's irrelevant okay. to the question. It's pretty All relevant. Right. It is right. relevant.
7: Actually, That's do you know enough. about reproductive coercion? Like that sure. happens all the time, yeah. then sure. a lot of people are. A lot of people become pregnant because of reproductive coercion, because they have a partner who sabotages their their birth control or sabotages their contraceptive and gets them pregnant. Um, okay, let like, me just ask a hypothetical. A majority majority of women sure. who first experienced domestic abuse experience it, it when they are pregnant.
5: Okay. Two things. One, a lot of talk of women here. I thought men could get pregnant too. What about birthing persons? Second, let me ask a hypothetical then to start us since you're saying that. So let's say that we could objectively see that a seven month fetus is a person. Somehow in the future, we're able to objectively see that. Is it worth killing that person to lower domestic violence? How do you objectively see if a person's a person? Who knows what the future science will prevail? All right. That we'll we, be able to that's objectively decide this question. science. Personhood okay, is right is a
3: philosophical there. argument. Okay, okay.
5: Then when does personhood begin?
3: That's the central contention of abortion, and it's a philosophical question. Well, right. argue, so it, answering I'd that argue. question
5: is super... It's uh, Answering that p- question is Hi. prima facie to talking about things like domestic well, abuse. I'd argue because if sorry, we determine you, it's a person, then the we wouldn't care if exterminating that person would lower domestic abuse.
3: Before we go, we kind to continue. i want to correct one thing. You are slightly mistaken as what the legal basis for Roe v. Wade would. It was not just the right to privacy. It was also the right to due process. And the courts determined that if you have... X, X number of women are reproductive age. There isn't enough courts that could process any contended contentious claim that where they're before the pregnancy comes to term. So that would violate the right to due process. So it isn't just privacy. Right. Uh, That's
5: it, ridiculous as well, but whatever. I'm the 92 Casey decision also that sought to rehear this case because we had new medical information about what a fetus is and the signs of life and things like that. The 92 decision was just 15 pages of what they called a defense of stare decisis, which is Latin for precedent. So they rejected to hear the case in 1992. It's been many, many years. The case should be reheard. We now know far more medically about what a fetus is, about what viability is, about what life is. And there's that's the reason that it should be heard. All and right. the right to privacy or due process more should about have nothing personhood. to do with personhood. But it's personhood. Wait, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Personhood isn't even relevant to this discussion.
4: We (laughs) we can't legislate philosophy. We're never going to find an objective answer to when personhood happens, okay? The real answer to this is obviously bodily autonomy, which is why Rob gets off so hard when he does the whole vaccines, abortions, my body, my choice shtick, you know? The fundamental argument is this, okay? If, If everyone could see me just a second, because this is the argument we're going to be having anyway, all right? We're talking about whether or not a person should be legally committed to donate their bodily resources to keep another person alive. So an example, which is analogous to this perfectly, would be imagine that you're driving down a lonely rural road and you end up getting in a car accident because you're drunk as balls. You wake up in a hospital attached to the person who was driving the car you hit. It's your fault that person's in the hospital. You're attached to them because they needed clean blood. The doctor hooked you up because this rural hospital didn't have any spare blood of that type, but you happened to supply it. Now here's the question. Your life is now supplying that That person's life and it's your fault that they're in the hospital if you walk away they die the question is do you have the right to disconnect yourself from that machine and walk away without being prosecuted by the state and right now in our legal system the answer to that is yes you can get in trouble for the drunk driving but not for choosing not to donate your
1: bodily resources to preserve another life there's, there's
8: a great <laughs> there's there's, like, there's, like, there's, there's distinction like a wait, why wait, this isn't analogous.
1: One sec, just to hear for the first time from Sybil, go ahead, Sybil.
8: So I was just going to say there's one key reason why this isn't analogous, and that's simply because when you're pregnant, your life doesn't stop. You are not relegated to a single room where you can do nothing else except be the life support of this other person.
4: Even if they asked you to donate blood once a month to keep that person alive and you could otherwise live your life perfectly ordinarily, you would still have the legal right to reject that. You don't have to donate your blood, even if it means that person dies. And okay, that's a but, person person, not a fetus. Okay, but we can see
5: there's several it. things to say. The, the, this analogy doesn't make sense. One, it's because in that world, there would be other ways that we could provide for the life of that person, right? So if you're in a wreck, it's not that your specific blood would be the only thing that could keep that person alive. Similarly, when we talk about pregnancy, there is viability that you could bring someone to term or have a c-section or something like that even earlier in a pregnancy as early as four months sometimes and still have a viable baby that could survive outside the autonomy of the woman so why would we choose to kill that life that could exist outside of it with reasonable medical technology as opposed to uh as opposed to just murdering the child the second thing is i have a question specifically for vosh I, I've you know, heard of cases as early five. as four months. I thought as it was
7: five. Was the earliest? The youngest pre- okay, baby. Okay, let's say five. I thought I've heard four. Baby let's say that. Weeks.
6: Thus far, viability is 21 weeks. There we
4: go. That's got to be an Wait, edge right. case. Right. So there we go. That's a tiny little fetus baby. Okay. okay. Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, real quick, to ask Vosh a question, he said that it has to do with bodily resources. Do you consider labor a bodily yeah, resource? Yeah, for sure. Okay, so in your definition, someone shouldn't have to provide late bodily resources to keep a person alive. I don't alive. think the
4: state should be able to impugn a person for choosing not to commit their bodily resources to keep another alive.
5: Okay, cool. So if I have a, I have an eight-month baby. If I decide to leave my baby starve because I don't think that my labor to go to pay for food for that baby, you say that's perfectly fine. I shouldn't be forced to use my bodily resources to pay for no, that baby. There's to a stay big alive.
4: difference between your body literally being committed to. Um, to the supply and the sustenance of another entity, as opposed to the responsibilities that you take when you take on a child. Now to be clear, be, to be clear, by the way, what you're talking about right now is a legal responsibility associated with rearing a child. When you accept responsibility for a child, anything that happens to them, which is a product of your negligence, you're on the hook for. But that's a contract that we built around parenthood, not a default state of being for any relationship between two entities, one of which is starving. You could walk by a baby in the woods watch it starve and not get sued by the government. So I don't think these are necessarily analogies. What we
5: see is... Uh, so- so what we see is you've backtracked on your argument that it was about having to provide bodily resources. So when proven that your rationale would literally allow, and people do make this argument, as you know, Vosh, people question when personhood is philosophically. Some people say it's not until language develops. Some people says it's not until cognitive abilities around three to five months after being born develops. So this rationale of, oh, well we define personhood as how we see and we say that it's okay to extinguish that person because they or that entity, because it's not a person until I philosophically say it is, is irrelevant. All going back to the point to what i originally made which was if we determine the question is personal that's the question why did i the idea of once people decide that it's a person real quick let me finish the idea of once we decide that it is a person but we still have to exterminate it because of domestic abuse is nonsense if we determine that it's a person, then saying, it's but we still have to eliminate abuse. it because it'll cause, it'll sub domestic violence. That's no, what you it's said. about That's why families. Said it's
7: Are you kidding me? It's about children that already exist in this world. And it's about that child that will be brought in and will have to live in an abusive household, will have to suffer economically for decades to come after that so kill it, um, I it. It's, it's it's not a, a person that to that me adoption, adoption. Adoption. it's not a person That's to me to say, you can adopt
8: stigmatize other things that you can do with that child it can i mean be are alive we going to start prosecuting people for
7: having miscarriages sec, are just, we start I, suing
1: promise we'll, I promise we will come or, right back for, to you stardust i think i think sybil will saying okay. something first i promise that we'll come right back to you, okay. you and give you plenty of time stardust
3: sure. Emma was just going to say that there's oh
1: sorry my mistake, Emma. If if you were also trying to get your first word in for the night, we wanted to give you a chance.
9: <laughs> All right, right now, okay. Um, so with the abortion, you know, there's many other options. Adoption. Um, there's the foster care system. I myself am adopted, uh, international adoption. So they're just because a lot of us want to play God and think we have a crystal ball and yeah, the kid might have a bad life because of of abusive- house or um we're poor right now circumstances change people uh you're not going to be in a miserable state every single day of your life that's not you're going to have peaks and valleys but that's not an excuse to just eliminate a life um i just i can't buy into that justification for that abortion sorry, and most sorry, most abortions seem to like 98 percent of abortions are out of convenience either due to uh, oh i don't It only 1% of
7: abortions are because of rape or incest. So we're going to justify
3: it. No, it's true. What about
7: reproductive coercion? Do we know? Do we have numbers on that? Because I don't think we would. Reproductive coercion happens in abusive relationships all the time, right? People sabotage.
9: Then from that, okay, so we'll play along with that. Then to take that reproductive coercion and lead that to an abortion, how often does that happen where they want to abort? so i mean we don't know it's got to be just as rare as those incest cases it's got to be in that two percent well that's speculation right
4: i don't get those convenience arguments because isn't it wouldn't aborting a baby born of rape or incest also be of convenience i mean everything is of convenience literally everything we do in our lives is for the convenience of living correct
9: i agree i agree with your point on that that's yes from that moral standpoint yes in my opinion yes from that yes i agree to that
4: Yeah. So I mean, because if we're fully committing to it, I mean, the problem is, is that the abortion thing, I mean, it never ends up like panning out in some humanitarian way. Right. Invariably, if you go full down this road, incest and rape and like underage, like uh, abuse shouldn't be exemptions to abortion. Like God gave you what they gave you. And, you know, we shouldn't murder a person just to compound one harm upon another. And then you start talking about miscarriages, because back in the day when abortions were illegal, you know, you slip down a staircase. Here's
9: the difference. Miscarriage isn't a choice. I can't just... It can if be. If I was pregnant, you can't induce... It can. If you're trying to miscarriage, then that's your choice. A natural miscarriage, you can't just wake up and say, today, I want to have a miscarriage. That's called an abortion. So well,
6: what there's saying, a difference. There's legally, natural...
9: How- Well, how
4: how does the state determine the difference, right? Because we know this from countries or states or whatever where abortion isn't legal. You know, women will take trips downstairs or, you know, act as a punching bag for some trusted friend, and then they have a miscarriage later. Who's the state to know? It seems like like, people are going to get abortions either way. The only directions you can go with this are either, A, have the state start investigating miscarriages, which gets really scary, and it's also what's happening now, by the way, based on the Texas law, or B... Um, you essentially just push back the weight of abortions directly onto the most harmful, uh, 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 like medically irresponsible means possible. But will people do it? Goddamn right they will. Because, hey, what's, what's worse, falling down a set of stairs or losing your life to 18 years of raising a
1: child? I think
9: want? that is hold extremely on, hold on, hold on, hold on. anecdotal. I'm falling down
1: and, the set of stairs—that has got to be like. One, if I can, sec, I mean, there are different abortifacients that people I do people want to can, forgive can me, Stardust, just, yeah. just because I know Sybil, you had a point, and then what we can do is go back to Stardust and car and then we're pretty shortly we're going to have to move on to the next topic as we're kind of going rapid fire. So go ahead, Sybil, and then we'll go to Stardust and car
8: no, it's okay. I was just going to say the same thing as about well, destigmatizing things that are not necessarily keeping the baby within the family. If you desperately want to be able to kill it, you might as well be willing to give it up for adoption. Or, you know, obviously we need to work on our foster foster system. Um, but if we were to work on these things on the back end as well, you could have a lot less people killing babies and just more babies you know, being born and and getting a chance to live.
1: You got it. And then Stardust. And then is it, forgive me, by the way, car, is it, is it K A R or do you ever go by car as an acronym?
2: No, no, it's car. That's my name. It's as it's spelled.
1: Thanks for your patience. And then, uh, Stardust, go ahead. And then we'll go to car.
7: Okay. Yeah. So there, uh, so, so as far as like choosing a miscarriage, um, yeah, it's a little bit harder to choose a miscarriage, but there are things you can consume. There are steps you can take. You can starve yourself if you really want to. Um, Also um, I would say that, um, where was I going with this? I was going somewhere with this. (laughs) Um, uh, Right. um, There are plenty of eggs that are fertilized and don't implant in a woman, right? They don't implant and they are, they come out, right? Are we going to start prosecuting people for, uh, for having that happen? It's a fertilized egg. It was, it was, uh, if, it, if you consider it life at con- um, conception, then it's a fertilized egg and it, it didn't implant. So, I mean, maybe that person should have done more to make sure it implants. I don't know. I feel like this is like, we, we could, um, we could take this down so many, hypotheticals, any miscarriage, right? You, I mean, people can be charged with neglect, right? I mean, you, pregnancy is not a passive act. You have to be involved with it. It's, it's, it's eight months or nine months of being involved, making sure you're doing everything correctly, making sure you're healthy. And then after that, either, um, either being economically and physically and, and, um and pr- in every, every sense, uh, dedicated to that child as well as any pre-existing children. And, and it's, um, and, uh, or it's like arranging, uh, for people to, to adopt it, I guess. Um, and I guess, I guess the last thing I would say is that, you know, there are, are, are again, plenty of studies that show that children who, uh, whose mothers are denied an abortion have worse development growing up they are more likely to be exposed to violence in the home, and they are um, uh, more likely to be suffering economically, not for a short amount of time, for a significant, at least like 10 years, if not more. So, I mean...
1: So.
3: My, I a lot have of a question points. regarding those. I just have a question regarding those studies because mm. I'm not familiar with them is did those studies account for socioeconomic status? Because all those things you've listed are things that are more right. commonly commonly found among the poor anyway.
7: So um, children, uh, women already have at the time they seek abortions show worse child development when their mother is denied an abortion compared to the children of women who receive one. I mean, it, they do compare. They have a they have a control group um, uh, of, of children who, whose parents were allowed to get an abortion. I mean, there's also the same thing with physical violence, um, uh, physical violence. Um, I guess, uh, ch- children are more likely to be exposed to it when their parent is, um, is denied an abortion. Also, um, you know, abuse uh, and abusive relationships tends to ramp up when somebody gets pregnant um a lot of women experience abuse for the first time when they're pregnant but it it tends to ramp up regardless um so when women are able to get abortions um uh i guess it it, it yeah it affects that statistic so
1: i think car yeah i, don't, I, don't I uh, think that answered my one question second. but i would I just, i'll I, go i'll go I quick promise, we'll, All we'll right, you, was how, sphincter sphincter i promise we'll come back to you and especially okay. if you're Kind of uh, giving a little bit of pushback, because I think that rather than uh, wrapping up with this topic with two people who lean more pro-choice, I do want to give a little bit uh, of time of response from a pro- pro-lifer, or I don't know if you're even a pro-lifer, maybe you're pro-choice, but I, to get the variety in, I want to go first with Car though.
2: All right, yeah, I'll, I'll make it quick. I wanted to uh, directly answer, um, or at least speak on Sybil's point earlier, saying, oh, well, you can you know, pursue adoption or fostering and things like that. That doesn't take away the fact that you are telling someone they are still forced to carry a child to term. You are telling someone they are forced to wield a cesarean scar or potentially have lifelong changes done to their genitalia. You're telling someone that they can potentially get postpartum depression, something that they may never fully recover from. You're telling somebody that if they have complications during delivery, they could have lifelong trauma, not to mention scarring or damage to their body. So we we can't be blase or nonchalant when we tell people that, oh, you just bring it to term and then uh, put it up for adoption because even that in of itself can be a traumatic act. And I don't believe that's something that they should be required to go through. Um, and then I will put this back to the people who are um, assertedly pro life, because nobody really addressed my point earlier. I assume that this law in Texas was set in place to lower abortions, but nobody has responded to the fact that in developed countries, excuse me, in developed countries, uh, most of Europe, the United States, and uh, large parts of South America that actually have good access to birth control. As well as available abortions that are unrestricted for whoever needs them and they are financially accessible, they have less per thousand women. There are multiple sites that report this. You can look up different uh, websites that report these numbers. So, the action that the law is taking, the only outcome that you could want from that law is to punish people for having abortions. That's the outcome that will come from the law.
1: I want to I, go ahead. I want to give whoever would, you could say, Disagree with with Stardust and Carr in to some degree at least. Just so we have a little bit of balance before we move on to the next subject. I, Kay, and, Kay's been waiting patiently. She should, go Kay ahead.
3: Should, Kay should
1: have us. Uh, Kay, let's go. Sure.
6: Okay. I'll, I'll try to be quick. Um, I should have had a pen and paper to write down everything I wanted to respond to, but and I'll start we for with. we sure up to go to
1: the next topic. So go ahead, Kay. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. I,
6: I will. I will address Carr's uh, question first because. I agree with you. Okay. Having access to, uh, contraceptives, uh, better sexual education, um, getting to the root of the problem for these socioeconomic issues that drive women to have abortions is what is drastically going to lower the abortion rate. Majority of the pro-lifers agree with this. And it is something that there are whole organizations within pro-life activism that are addressing these issues. And we want to see, these issues address. We want better access to contraceptives. We want better sex education. We want to address the socioeconomic issues that drive women into abortion clinics. But making abortion illegal does bring it down by as much as 15%. Now, that is a small percentage, but it is a small step in trying to save lives. Now, I am not a more right-leaning conservative pro-life activist. I do believe that these social issues That go into abortion are equally as important, if not more important, than making abortion illegal, because that's where you're going to see the majority of abortions go down. Whenever you address the socioeconomic issues that women are facing,
5: I do now. Can I, can I, real quick, just say? I just want to ask a quick question. Just real quick, Uh, we are saying this that the definition of personhood
1: is different. I I just want to ask: Are you people
5: saying that a nine-month abortion is acceptable? I I
1: just want to ask. If we can, if we have a very (laughs) quick answer, I am okay with that. But then we have to go to the. next one and rob that's i promise you, your punishment later will be severe <laughs> sure. go ahead emma or...
9: um that's a big question that will be, open up a big can of worms but i was going to uh, reiterate or just touch back with uh, the other gentleman's point about um forcing someone to go carry their baby to term and all these medical the scarring and the, you know the bills and all this stuff you know that's the same thing with abortions too abortions aren't perfectly safe you can get uh death is actually a severe not common but you can die from abortions. there are statistics you can even get your uterus punctured i mean they're not this is even by professional doctors there are risks and heavy complications with abortions just as like giving birth so you gotta look at both sides of the is
2: there right anywhere equation. near that of childbirth death rates
9: it's... Um, okay. Cool.
1: Uh, Nine-month okay. abortions no, no, no. Hold on. For we, we really do. We do it? have to. We already talked about this. I, I already. We we were supposed to end with K. So I have to jump in. I do want to mention we are going to read some of the questions, and one of them is aimed at you, Vosh. Believe it or not, and then another one is more really? generally for the pro cho- pro choice side. I do want to mention though. Forgive me for cutting you guys off because I I hate doing that to you guys, so forgive me, but I want to let you know folks, if you want to hear more from any of our guests, they're all linked in the description. You can check their channels out right now, as we really do appreciate our guests, and also want to let you know if it's your first time here at Modern Day Debate, we are a neutral channel hosting debates on science, religion, and politics, and we hope you feel welcome no matter what walk of life you are from. With that, we're going to go over a few questions for this topic, and then we're jumping into the next topic of Afghanistan. So this first question coming in from hate watcher for pro pro pro-choice side in general says should a male be able to force a female to get an abortion if she sabotaged him to get pregnant
4: no that's my hot take for that one no i don't think
2: that uh that would be wrong but i still don't think turning around and Removing someone's autonomy by force would also that would still be wrong, and I, I wouldn't advocate
1: for that well, either.
3: Gotcha. Well, the, the problem there is that now you're in a situation, given the legal structure that we have, is that the mother is forcing the father to labor to support that child if she has every intention of bringing it to term. Yeah, so but that is, we
4: can, but you can solve that by changing the way parentage works much easier than you could by allowing people to force other people to get abortions.
3: I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying that, that. I'm saying that you can't have it both ways you either either consent to sex is consent to parenthood or it isn't until then it's not really a bodily uh, to say it's bodily autonomy is to oversimplify i'm not saying it isn't bodily autonomy but you have to consistently apply that principle
5: right especially one. when one of the big arguments being given was coercive pregnancy but there's a big difference between bodily words. autonomy
3: and legal i want
5: um,
4: to give the last word legal to... parentage
3: but your autonomy is completely changed based on your parentage a parentage to which you consented under false pretenses
4: yeah but you can you can address that by addressing the legal structure the law surrounding parentage there's no right. reason to allow coerced abortions that's like a i'm not very out that, of left fe- yeah. i'm not
3: saying that there should be i'm saying that the the argument why there shouldn't be that it's just simply bodily autonomy is not enough you have to acknowledge that his autonomy was violated in this case and it would be further violated if he was forced to support that child against his will.
1: Wait, I, want to give I, the, actually, I want to give the pro-choice side the last word since this question is for them. So Stardust will give you the last word and then we've got to go to the next question.
7: Um I, I think that if there is a way in society to share the burden of child labor a little bit better, then it would be great um, for, men to have an equal say in abortion rights, right? But as it is right now, men and women do not share the same amount of burden when carrying a child the term. They are not inhibited in the same ways, right? So wh- um, until we reach that point in technology where we're able to do that, mm. I feel like it's fair for for the person who is bearing the brunt of that labor to bring that child into the world for them to have the ultimate choice in this.
1: I know you've got another round in the chamber, Sod. No, no, i, I got to let me make it up to you. I promise I'll make it up to you <sighs> in a future debate. I know that there was a debate <laughs> you requested earlier, it's so I promise. Uh, but this one it's, coming in, I uh, forgive me, Sod. I just made by <laughs> well, Jim Bob says, "Vosh as technology brings viability very close to conception, what will pro-choice people say?"
4: What will pro choice people say when, when, when what?
1: As uh, uh, they're saying, as the technology continues to improve, pushing viability back toward conception and nearly, I think that they're saying like close, they say close to conception. So maybe we're talking a month.
6: about external wombs. Oh, <laughs> oh, that doesn't so change
1: the math. Look, so I based, mean, it doesn't
4: change the math. Look, if, if we have a system where you can do an abortion or like, um remove the fetus and put them in an external womb and they're both like roughly equally invasive medical procedures then I would I would favor the latter I guess right I mean more people to play video games with in the future but if if I don't think that should be an argument against abortion if the other option is much more difficult or expensive
5: but again so it goes back to the question if this is all about the definition of personhood and you said taking one to the logical extension it would mean that we would have to exterminate people even those or we wouldn't allow those from rape or incest to have abortions my question again is well the other logical extent would be are you saying and is stardust saying that your interpretation of personhood would mean even at nine months a woman for elective reasons could terminate because it's not a
4: person if the i'll just i'll buy yeah if the alternative is being forced to carry to term then yeah sure
7: I personally, so, um, I stardust? personally, uh, I think I, I have um, like a dotted line at a certain point. Um, and I, I think at a certain point in a pregnancy, it should be up to the doctor and the person who is carrying that pregnancy. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like it's 1% of, of, uh, of abortions yeah, don't you or, induce or labor that,
4: At that
5: point, like if it's like
7: yeah, nine months, you just yeah. induce labor. No, basically. So for example, the well, New the New York, the New York law said
5: that. Right. The New York law, that's exactly right. The New York law said that even at nine months, even if the woman's in labor, if she and the doctor both concur that there will be distress put on the woman, whether it be economic, emotional, uh, psychological or physical distress, then they can agree to terminate. This happens. So, there are hundreds of thousands of third trimester abortions that occur, and so, logically, and I, Stardust, I appreciate your position, but you can understand the pro-life position then of just saying, well, we think that personhood. If you're not saying personhood is at birth, then we have to have a distinction of when personhood begins. It seems like the best markers would be things like brain activity, heartbeat, things like that. But to Vasha's point, you can see the monstrous nature of these people that are pro-choice that would literally allow abortions to occur even while a woman's in labor. So and if it's I can, if I can interject, that's why people push back.
7: If I can what? interject for wait, a second. Can, wait, a lot can I just of say one times- thing? Okay, what, really
4: quick, I just want to say, Rob, I think it really speaks to the weakness of your points that you're incapable of holding any position without saying the left is responsible for you holding it. Everything you say is like- I liable. didn't say they, me. The, the, le- the, le- the left went too far, and that's why I believe sure. this. Now, I mean, with the personhood argument being like purely philosophical, and with you not having actually posited any philosophical arguments for your belief in personhood, um, I don't know how you could call my belief here monstrous. It just seems like kind of a intuitive moral position. I, I, pos- I need, it, it, need to correct I just- something. I need to correct something.
7: Thing. i'm sorry i need to correct something there uh when people are having this nine month abortion or eight month abortion um uh, a lot of the time you know women who give birth and have these complications they either have the choice of giving birth to this child and having it suffer for three days in in pain right because there's a complication or they have the choice of terminating that life early So it's going to be a death either way. I would rather have them the ability to choose one that's going to be easier for that person.
1: Again, according to the Gottmacher Institute. Forgive me, Rob, for doing this. Don't worry. This question is actually for you, Rob. So you might be able to work in your answer to some extent. But I do want you to first address this actual question. They say, Bash the Fash, Spank the Tank asks or says rob lied about new york abortion laws by the way it's extended to 9 months in cases of medical necessity such as lacking fetal viability or threat of the mother's life
5: that's not true when you, it is extended to 9 months but it talks about distress being it defines Uh, of harm to the mother as things like emotional distress, any decision that is made that there are types of distress. I don't have the law right in front of me. What I do have in front of me, though, is the Gut Institute, which is one of the most prolific, pro-choice institutions that exist. It claims that 80% of late-term abortions in a study that they did were for things that were reasons that were basically elective, such as they didn't feel that they would be able to financially provide for the children. They didn't feel that they would be able to emotionally provide for the children. So most of the later-term abortions- Sure, but most of the later term abortions weren't because they were concerned that the baby was going to be born with a chronic issue or the woman's life was going to be in jeopardy.
7: I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but when you, when you, when somebody carries has made the conscious choice to carry a pregnancy up until nine months, making the decision to have an abortion at nine months is not something that I imagine is easy for anybody who has spent that time doing that. I don't think that that's, I don't, I feel like. There may be a little bit more there that we could look into, but I'm not one who's going to think that somebody just changes their mind at nine months after forming, uh, after carrying a child for that long. You know, especially that considering
2: have- that carrying for nine months requires a much more physically invasive abortion procedure. It's not just taking a pill at that point. But moreover, you, you're talking about the percentage of people you know aborting a, a late-term fetus for convenience as you called it for financial issues talk about the actual raw numbers here what percentage of abortions are late term because are are we quibbling over a statistical anomaly like
1: so
3: no uh, the the numbers that i've seen is twelve thousand a year Twelve thousand yeah. there's like six hundred thousand abortions a year. It really is like right. they are the minority of abortions. But
5: that's twelve.
3: So twelve thousand
5: dead born babies born is babies okay. Babies I didn't say it was okay. I'm saying so it's not an insignificant number. Can I
6: interject here really 12, quick? I wanna I wanna address the late term abortion thing because there's so much misinformation about late term abortions. It's actually incredibly ridiculous whenever you're talking about a late-term abortion this is an abortion that takes place over a three-day period and it starts with sending the baby into cardiac arrest and then the woman has to go through the process of labor with absolutely no help if anybody knows anything about how labor works it's the baby and the mother working together to get the baby out of the birth canal it's incredibly hard whenever the baby is dead and cannot help you This is something that takes place over a three to four day period. It's an incredibly traumatic thing. And if you actually go and look at the numbers, I can't pull it up because I'm streaming from my phone. But uh, late-term abortions in comparison to the uh, maternal death rate are actually incredibly close together. Late-term abortions are incredibly unsafe for a multitude of reasons. So whenever you're comparing having a child through Natural birth or through C-section or going through a late-term abortion, in the in aspect of safety, there is potentially no difference.
1: Given that the question was for, well, technically for Rob, but speaking on behalf of Rob, thank you, Kay. And we are going to jump into the next topic, as I think we're only going to maybe get two topics in tonight. As we had discussed, talking about Afghanistan, whether or not this has, well, well, we'll let you put it in your own words as we transition into this brand new topic. Any thoughts on Afghanistan in either direction?
4: Yeah, Um, I'd like to praise the Chad Biden uh, for doing what Donald Trump couldn't, which was actually following through on his promise to get out of (laughs) Afghanistan. You know, Trump, he talks big game. He flaps them lips. But at the end of the day, he kept pushing that date back and back and back and whoop, back after the inauguration date. Uh, And uh, yeah, you know, big big ball Biden coming through, uh, actually taking it to task. I respect that. I'm, uh,
2: let's. Uh, let's I, I, I have a
9: question for uh, everyone. Go ahead. So, just uh, so everyone's. So, does everyone agree that we should have? So, let's ignore the when we left, but should we have left? Does everyone agree? Because I think yes, I agree.
3: I, but we should have left. I agree. We yes. never should have went in. And the problem Correct. is, yeah. is that when how you leave is that you had to leave in a functional way, and we kind of left the Afghan forces out to dry. Uh, so it was a kind of an incompetent leaving. I'm not saying Trump would do any better. I have no reason to think that he would. Uh, I mean, Obama and Bush, they couldn't get out either, so it's more like, let's just get kind of a ripping the band-aid off kind of situation.
2: The last three presidents talked about withdrawing from Afghanistan, which I also agree is a place we didn't really belong in the first place, and all three of them failed to do it. In this case, One of them mostly did it, but did it in such an utterly fucked way that it led to a lot of loss of life, and it's going to lead to even more loss of life. I'm not convinced that with all of the troops we did have there prior to the start of the withdrawal, that we could not facilitate better evacuations. This is something that should have started four months ago. But instead, we're going to rush a withdrawal in the space of three weeks, leaving people's fucking clinging to landing gear on aircraft and flooding a tiny-ass airport in Kabul. So I would say that our current president failed in that regard as well because it wasn't a good withdrawal. It was a messy, botched withdrawal. The only thing he succeeded in, possibly you could say if you squint, is that he lowered the overall number of troops in the area just to go and post them elsewhere in the Middle East because they're building up a blockade already.
3: Not only that, but the majority of his intelligence suggested that you should leave at least some forces there, uh, above what he did leave, because the Taliban, while there are fewer of them, they are better organized, and they the, the Afghan forces have been organized in a way to be reliant on a combined forces kind of situation, reliant on air power like the U.S. is. When you take that air power away, it doesn't really matter if you outnumber the Taliban four to one; you're 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 just kind of scattered and unorganized. And that's where so- go ahead.
5: Uh, So so there's two things to criticize with this. First, I don't disagree Biden should have withdrawn. I actually do give him credit. And despite the fact I don't like Biden, I said if he actually withdrew, it was one thing I would praise about his presidency, assuming that he did it in a remotely competent manner. Instead, we see one of the most incompetent actions foreign policy-wise in the history of our country. It ranks right up there with the foreign invasions. Probably not as bad, though. Uh, And there's room to criticize Biden, which I'll get to. But it's great to see people like Vosh that support the intel agencies and their war in Syria and criticize Trump trying to pull out of Syria all of a sudden applaud Biden in his disaster of pulling out of Afghanistan. So that hypocrisy is fun. But the thing that we should focus mostly on is, yes, there's room to criticize Biden, which I heavily will. But we've been lied to by our intel agencies, our media, by multiple administrations for 20 plus years in Afghanistan. They continue to tell us that we were making progress. They continue to send if we just stayed another year, if we just sent another trillion dollars, if we just sent some more troops to die, that we were making progress there. And they failed in 11 days. 11 days, they massively outnumbered the Taliban. They were given equipment that made them one of the most powerful militaries in the area and they failed in 11 days. That's how bad we were lied to by intelligence agencies, military people, there were 18 generals in charge of Afghanistan and the mainstream media that operate as their propaganda voices. The irony is when you hear people like Vaj say, well, big ball Biden had the ability to do when Trump didn't, vosh and authoritarian leftists like him were praising those same intel agencies and propagandists in the media when they were spreading bullshit. Stuff stories when trump tried to pull out such as anonymous intel agents say that there are bounties that were placed on u.s troops by russia and so if trump pulls out that's a pro-russian move people like vosh and his ilk were praising those intel agencies and those propagandists when they were saying that shit so it goes to show that they can't have it both ways the left endorsed the intel agencies in their war against trump the reason they went to war against trump was because he criticized their policies in the middle east they supported that fully and now they're trying to have their cake and eat it too. some of them like vosh saying well we don't blame biden but also uh we didn't really support those intel agencies that we're currently supporting in syria it's absolute shit and interventionist and warmonger fascists like vosh ought to be ashamed of themselves
4: Uh, can i respond to that i feel like i was addressed a few times i think once or
3: (laughs) yeah just a a reminder could we keep it to the arguments and not make personal attacks like no
5: i'll talk about what i want thanks for the advice the mod can tell me what to do i think personal attacks
7: are based so (laughs)
3: okay (laughs) they're not helpful or useful or effective i don't understand like well it's just a waste of breath that's my opinion we'll jump over to to vosh
4: yeah uh, no it's okay
3: um (laughs) sorry okay
4: um saying that it's like There are a lot of Republicans who have been saying that the Biden withdrawal is one of the biggest foreign policy disasters in a long time. I think that's ridiculous hyperbole, no matter how you slice it. All the timetables that we would have followed if Trump had actually followed through on withdrawing from Afghanistan probably would have led to an overall comparable degree of harm. Um, Maybe the withdrawal would have been slightly less messy, but given the fact that everything was messy under Trump, I really don't believe that. I mean, I don't know where in Trump's uh, administration I could point to an example of stellar competence that I could then use to infer he would have done a better job. Um, It was a messy uh, situation all around. It seems like uh, a lot of the bad that took place was almost like seeded into the problem, an inevitable consequence of decades of mishandling the situation. Not to say Biden didn't mishandle it at some points. I definitely think that he could have done a better job preempting the the withdrawal of the the Afghans who had assisted us stuff like that. Um, but altogether, I think this was basically just a gigantic foreign policy blunder packaged neatly in a two decade long mess that, uh, Trump, Obama and Bush are all fairly responsible and complicit in perpetuating. Also the reason why I was mad at Trump for pulling out of Syria, uh, wasn't because I'm hypocritical. It's because we were doing based shit in Syria with Rojava. We were fighting ISIS and doing a great job protecting them from um, from Assad and from Turkey, which as far as I'm concerned is you know pretty cool. We were doing good work there. So there's differences in the circumstances. Finally, yes. the issue with the Russian... Uh, bounty thing wasn't whether or not it was happening. It was that Trump's response was that he talked to Putin and trusted Putin over his own intel agencies. It was the way he downplayed it more so than anything else. He was like, "Nah, it's nice." Nah, it's he said nothing's going on down there, nothing to worry about. That was pretty funny. Um, but you know, uh, in terms of the actual like operative intelligence, you I mean, always takes years to find out how much of that stuff is actually true.
3: No, so. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Uh, so, just, I, just one so... thing that I, I I have an issue with, like whether you're praising Biden or whatever, is mm-hmm. that we could have left at any time, and at the same time, we we, we could we could actually just remove the regime in North Korea. Tons of countries could do that, but then you have a massive humanitarian crisis, and and not no single country wants that on their hands, and that's why that's one of the reasons why it was take it took so long for us to pull out is that it was you have this political theater to show show up where no one wants to take responsibility for anything, and this is just another example, and I don't think we should.
2: I, can I speak to that? Uh, so the the I, I would think the one justification behind all the BS that they spun us about Afghanistan is that they are not going to take, they had tens of thousands of troops in this region for 20 years. They could have very easily either secured the majority of that region and set up a proper functioning government of the people. They didn't. They set up a puppet state. That's why it was so rife with corruption. The reason that that state fell is because the actual soldiers of that Afghan military and police department were starving. Many of them weren't even being fed. So, of course, they drop their weapons as soon as they get stormed. But could we have taken some 25,000 troops that we had in there before we did the withdrawal and secured the airports and the lines out for all of the people who wanted to leave? We absolutely could
5: have. But we did Listen, there's so much more than that, right? For example, we saw General Miley say back in July, we don't need Bagram Air Base for what we want to accomplish. There were two air bases that could have evacuated people. There was Bagram Air Base, which was easily to be fortified and controlled, which our military currently did. And then there was the airport that was public at Cabal. They closed down Bagram Air Base, intentionally allowing the prison there right? So think about this. On one hand, we were told that we had to rely on the Taliban for security in Kabul. We now know from leaked documents that actually the Taliban offered to allow the U.S. military to be the ones that controlled the airbase around Kabul. But they declined and said they were happy to have the Taliban do it. Simultaneously, we are told that they knew the Taliban eventually would overtake. But inexplicably, not only do we leave all of our weapons and assets in Bagram Air Base, we left the prison there with the prisoners, which housed over a thousand members of ISIS. You know, the same group that we have to be in Syria fighting. And then the Taliban predictably allowed ISIS to be free, which then predictably suicide bombed our troops and innocent people. Now, all of this was because Biden decided to close Bagram Air Base because he couldn't come up with the reasonable solution. You should get out the weapons, the vulnerable people and the horrible prisoners before you close the fortified base. In addition, Big Balls Biden, as Vosh called him, then decided that he was going to launch an airstrike on ISIS after that. Now, he claims that we killed two members of ISIS, but he won't name who they are. But you know who we did kill? Six children and an interpreter that worked with us. But we don't talk about Big Balls Biden in that sense. But that's who Bosch is, and that's who so much of these militaristic leftists are. They're okay with the same people that lied to us for 20 years in Afghanistan having military interventionism in Syria. And they'll brag about when they kill children and kill interpreters just so Biden could feel like a man because he wait, watched when this did so I, bad. Wait,
4: when did I brag about the murder of children
5: and Well, you're talking about big balls Biden's treatment of this Afghanistan. You were unaware no, that he No, hold on.
4: Hold on. Biden's big balls were uh, pulling out when Trump said he would his entire presidency and then didn't. That was big ball Biden. That's mm. that airstrike shit or the drone strike shit afterwards. That's not big ball Biden. OK, that's little mm. ball Biden. Don't, he don't misrepresent. I'm pretty
7: sure all presidents are, are guilty of, of doing some sort of child killing. I mean, I don't think that's really a great point. Yeah. I I mean, hey, if you want to, if you want to, you can go for that point. I'm just saying everybody's guilty of child killing. Uh, Yeah. We're all all complicit in it. We're all complicit in it. This is what's ridiculous. Mm. One, Biden felt the necessity to do that because of his
5: failures that led to our troops being killed in cabal. That's why he felt necessary to do this. Secondly, I love listening to leftists that wanted to blame Trump for every single thing that happened when he was in charge. Now saying things, I'm not mad, this is just how I talk, but I understand you don't like when I'm proving you to be the shield that you want. Well, uh, how they wanted to blame Trump for everything about you. Right, just say right.
4: one thing and then spend like six minutes talking about. And this is what I love about the left. And then you sure, talk about right. like six other grievances you've imagined you have, but uh, we're sure. not actually. As opposed to you, that,
7: as opposed I, to you I that really up appreciate Trump, 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 it. Trump, Trump, Trump. Trump would have. You guys been have like this great is... tension between you. Sure, but <laughs> I think some other people would like to get in as well. So I'll finish uh, my point. Then, so the point is, real quick, that what you see is that they want to blame Trump for
1: everything his presidency and deflect. Jesus Christ, dude, Rob beat Virginia, yourself ten man. more times. I, I definitely I respect that want to uh mention I respect it and I appreciate everybody's input, but I do just to be sure in case there are any people that I hadn't got to put into this conversation so far in particular, because I was uh behind on that. So thanks, Stardust for saying that. Anybody I'm in particular, not... Emma or Sphincter or AKA S O D, Sybil, Carr, okay.
3: I'd like to hear that. I'd like for to say
7: something, again. but yeah, you see somebody else should go first because I just spoke so. Just a couple of remarks. George W. Bush is probably loving this. He's sitting back and have,
9: watching the three, you know, pre, or you know, uh three other presidents kind of clean up his mess. So he's just sitting there and uh here we are fighting over uh, Bush, Biden, and Obama. Not of, or not Bush, but uh Obama, Trump, and Biden. And he's just sitting back just loving this. So I find that kind of interesting. Like he's not really being brought up as much. Um, and then Trump had a contingency-based plan to withdraw with the Taliban. I think we're forgetting that point. And the last year and a half of his presidency, not one American casualty in Afghanistan. So Trump had a very good foreign policy track record. You can hate him with his tweets and whatever, but foreign policy-wise, he destroyed ISIS, killed leaders. He uh, didn't keep moving the red line in the sand. Did he destroy Um, ISIS?
2: Wasn't it ISIS K that just did the suicide bombing? Did he destroy destroy ISIS? They were jailed. Moal, the mother of all
5: bombs. They were jailed, and Biden let them be free.
3: That's what both Trump and Biden released people in jail who were the Taliban. It's.
5: But it's different. It's it's different than releasing people in negotiations. And I, that's why you won't hear me say things about the, oh, the Bo Bergdell uh, exchange led to a lot of the people in positions of leadership. I'm not talking mm. about that. I'm talking about we thought in Biden and Trump's administration that these people were jailed. And they were apparently jailed because we thought they were a big enough threat to warrant it. And yet the Biden administration left those people to be freed by the Taliban, which then immediately attacked U.S. interests. And I'm just making the point that it I don't understand why we're talking about hypothetically what Trump would have done. Right. Trump wasn't there. This was on Biden. And for the people that wanted to blame Trump for everything to now say, but how would have Trump done it any differently is absurd.
8: Uh, I, think if I I, I would... come
7: in. Trump, laid it, I out, come Trump
5: in. laid it out. So Trump's plan may so, have been okay. massively different.
7: I, I, buck stops I, with bud i i just want to say a couple of things and then somebody else can go um but um afghanistan has had different groups in it since the 1800s i guess we just don't learn every single time uh from the prior group that was in there uh but it's generally really a bad idea but i mean i'm sure we had our reasons um and also um uh responding to the point of like getting people out um Saying the ANA would be competent while spending like six months like rushing everybody out, uh, <laughs> I don't think that would have gone over too well. Um, I think it would, I, I mean, I don't think that would have inspired confidence in anybody. Um, I, I don't think it was an easy uh, thing to do. And I think all the presidents prior were probably passing the buck uh, because they didn't want to do it, even though it's this huge drain monetarily um but yeah i guess uh you know props to biden for doing something that was going to end badly regardless so yeah
4: taking the optics hit that is the reason why they didn't preempt the um the withdrawal earlier by the way or at least that's the imagined reason they did hope the ANA would be able to keep the country propped up and if they had been doing this prolonged like defeatist withdrawal procedure for months beforehand um the 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 belief was that it would have demoralized the ANA as an implicit like admission that Americans knew that the country would fall the moment they left. And imagine Uh, how bad that
5: would have been. This is one of the most. Another thing to think about.
7: Right. And another thing is also the (laughs) ANA um, was not trained and they were trained by like the U.S. military. Right. So the the ANA was trained to fight in a certain way when they don't have the resources on their own to do it that type of way. Right. They were kind of they they were not kind of um, really taught to fight in in the same way that it would be in their territory, like how is the U.S. military going to? There were like there was like a small group that was maybe that was maybe competent, but like the rest of them, um, it, the training, the U.S. training would not have worked in that environment. They were too reliant on like a okay. backup group, right? So.
5: OK, two things on yeah. that point. One, then we were lied to by our military and intel agencies for 20 years and wasted trillions of dollars. Bro. And that's through both. That's through multiple administrations. That should be a reason that we consider not trusting those same intel agencies and generals in places like regime change in Syria, uh, which is absolutely horrific that many leftists support. Wait, Secondly, about when we fighting talk. ISIS. Right. Well, we see that ISIS was being fought and captured in Afghanistan as well. We right. see what happened immediately when we left. So that seems – if that, if the justification is we have to stay in Syria to stop ISIS, how wouldn't that same justification be used in Afghanistan?
4: Be- because <laughs> – Okay, there are quite a few differences. First of all, our occupation with Rojava was useful because we were also defending historical allies against an encroach from Syria and from Turkey, should we withdraw. Additionally, it looks like our pushback against ISIS was actually working. All we were really doing in Afghanistan was like holding the cities while the Taliban continued to surge and swell, fighting against the ANA and dying doing it um, out at the border side. It seemed like the project going on with the Kurds was actually functional. We owed them as long-term allies, and they were also victims of like 16 different flavors of persecution that we were preventing. I think in that case there was a much greater potential for long-term benefit. What is this attempt at whataboutism anyway? Are you just It has nothing to do with whataboutism. You, you're us, just I, mad again, that I pointed out It has out to do with holding
5: you. It has to do with holding you. Someone who brought up Trump then talking about whataboutism is hilarious. But even your point here doesn't make sense because if that was the case we could see that the Biden administration is saying there's a fundamental difference between the Taliban and ISIS. Would you agree with that? I would say so. Sure. OK, so then your argument that what well, we had to leave because the Taliban was continuing to grow and encroach is irrelevant to if we were keeping ISIS in check in Afghanistan. Now, I wanted to withdraw in both Syria and Afghanistan, but you're saying in one area we couldn't withdraw because there'd be a resurgence of ISIS. But in the other area, Afghanistan, you favored withdrawal, which immediately made, led to a resurgence of ISIS. So yeah, it doesn't make
4: sense. The difference being that our withdrawal from the Rojava area would mean the absolute guaranteed defeat of those people, whereas the point of the Afghanistan project was to prop the ANA up. Obviously, that didn't work, but nobody knew that for sure or nobody knew how effectively they'd be able to hold themselves off until the months leading up to our withdrawal. Or by anyone, I mean we didn't. I'm sure military officials knew they were lying about yes. the success of the they, ANA. But they, yeah. they
2: knew damn well. Yeah, right? They knew. We knew there was plenty did. of
4: corruption running in the ANA from day one. So additionally, we've been in Afghanistan for 20 years, uh, and all we really seem to be doing is propping up warlords and despots as pseudo-democratic leaders. Whereas again, at Rojava, I think there was a really worthwhile project, a budding little anarcho-communist fun-time land uh, that we were defending and actually meaningfully affecting change in the region. So it's about efficacy. I'm not against interventionism necessarily. It seemed the like it was doing is, good in Syria and doing bad in Afghanistan.
5: The, the problem is the interventionism is being led to the same, by the same people that lied to us consistently in Afghanistan and there's no, and they lied to us in Libya and Everything they lied to us in Iraq and they lied to us by. in Iran and there's no reason to believe that they won't be lying to us in Syria for the regime building, which it's really not just about ISIS, it's about toppling Assad. That's why we're really there. But the other point I want to make on what Stardust and you were, were talking Java Topple uh, Assad. I think that's uh, based. Uh, right. Of course, that's what it's really about. Uh, but Wait, the other point I'm I sorry. Do you is, prefer Assad uh, to Rojava uh, Again, I don't. Ca- I I don't care to deflect to Talk about your efforts at regime change. Wait, you brought Assad's it up. I wasn't course, talking about right.
4: regime change.
5: Uh, again, that's you exactly what you're up. talking about. You're talking about well, yes. When I say the real reason where there is to topple Assad, you're like that would be a good thing. I, we could have another. No, I was only on saying, saying if it time. happened to be a good
4: thing. I, the okay, project cool. there Was the Kurds having a separate area so they wouldn't be persecuted by Turkey or by uh, Assad? We get it. it. We, we understand.
5: We we understand that people want regime change and think it would be based The leftist Rezhaf- interventionists want Wait, that. So the point into
4: Assad. Wait, you're completely making this up Rojava wasn't moving forces to go dethrone Assad U.S. soldiers weren't participating you in that just effort. said that
5: you would be in favor of it I know I said that, I that's said that if
4: it happened Rojava's preferable to Assad but that was not a cool. project of regime okay. change
5: okay you just well that's what's going up. on there we could see there've been generals and others that have talked about uh, that one of the reasons that we're there is actually to apply pressure on the Assad regime and lead to eventual regime change of it that's one of the reasons that we're there but the other point that I want to make what on like what invasion? Was said here uh, again what was said here by stardust and Bush <laughs> was move this. Away from they said story. No, no. We, we I'll oh, talk hey, to you for hey, hours hey, afterwards hey, hey, about hey, it hey, if you want, but I want to address the point that Stardust right, made.
1: We uh, Hold on one second. Okay, we, I do want to give Rob my... a chance to respond, yep. and then I promise we'll come right to you, Stardust.
5: Okay, both of you seem to make the argument, right, and correct me if I'm wrong, that it was about not inspiring a lack of confidence. That if we would have came out and said these people were doing poorly, it would have led to a lack of confidence in the ANA, which would have caused a debacle, Correct. Both of you said I that, right? It, yeah. It, it would
7: have looked. That. It would have looked really suspicious for us fair to enough. be saying, "Everybody, get out, get out, get out," you know, while telling okay, everybody also what the DNA the- can handle this.
5: Okay, so, so what we see is, so the rationale is, well, we couldn't remove the ISIS prisoners from Bagram. We couldn't remove $85 billion of military assets, which has now made the Taliban one of the most sophisticated air forces in the world. We couldn't remove our U.S. allies and U.S. citizens who were there. Because if we did that, it would have had, led to a lack of confidence in the ANA. Well, congratulations by not doing that. The ANA had so much confidence that they lasted 11 days. So it seems that the reason that is given of, oh, well, we couldn't be honest about it. It's because the ANA would have eventually failed through lack of confidence. What would they have failed in 10 days instead of 11? And at least we would have had our $85 billion of military equipment back. ISIS would have continued to be detained and our allies would have been brought back home.
4: This seems like a kind of a hindsight thing. I don't think anyone expected them to fall as quickly as they did to the Taliban. It seems like a lot of the problems that we face with regards to the ANA was a poor understanding of the operational effectiveness of the ANA. Plenty of their soldiers were fighting the Taliban. They'd been dying by the hundreds every month. It's not like they were no strangers to combat. Many of them were quite hardworking. The problem is there wasn't a perfectly consistent understanding of how effectively the broader communication and administrative operations could actually hold things together. And additionally, I- there is an argument to be made that things could have been potentially made worse or we could have prevented a Hail Mary if we it emboldened the Taliban by signaling our departure sometime beforehand. Just imagine, imagine a mediascape, okay? We build up the ANA for 20 years and then we make it clear we think they're going to fail by hastily evacuating everyone before pulling our troops out. Then the Taliban mass around border cities starts slaughtering as they move their way inward. And what's the narrative then? We undermine the project of 20 years because Biden was looking for a quick optics win. The ANA could have held up if only we hadn't undermined their ability to defend themselves. It seems like this is one of those situations where everything was so fucked from start to finish that no matter how things were going to go, there was going to be an element of it that was mishandled. I think we can talk about the elements of the mishandling in a fair light without acting as though we had like perfect operational knowledge and hindsight on how this could have played out with the withdrawal.
1: Rob, I have a feeling you want to respond, and I'll give you a chance to respond. But just to be sure, in case there's anybody else that wants to respond as well, it's been moving fast. So in case Emma K... Car, Carlos, have you got your hand up?
2: Yeah, I'll I'll be quick. I I just wanted to propose a slight shift in topic. If we can maybe look, uh, in keeping it on Afghanistan, look at what the panel would think our responsibility is to Afghanistan now in the aftermath of our withdrawal. I think that would be a more productive discussion. That's a proposal blame,
5: I think placing blame where it needs to be and calling out the left that said that we needed to elect Joe Biden <laughs> for his foreign policy acumen. Yeah, okay, Democrats, if that makes you better. That said we needed to elect Biden for his foreign policy acumen is something that we should do. Uh, we could talk about that in a second. But even still, it was an impressive bit of sophistry that Vosh used to deflect. But even if all of that's true, we could see how it wouldn't play out in the reality that he's suggesting. For example, we see that the Taliban understood that the ANA was so weak that they were able to totally take over the country in 11 days. So so his argument, well, if we would have signaled weakness and we would have withdrawn, one, we did signal that there was going to be a withdrawal date, so they knew we were eventually withdrawing. So if they were going to use that opportunity to circle and massacre people, they would have anyways. And second, they took over in 11 days. Like people, it sounds like what Vosh is saying is something that seems like, oh, that could be in the realm of reality. It's not. The Taliban took over in 11 days. So what? everything that he's saying isn't a defense of Joe Biden not getting our people out, not keeping Bagram Air Base, not getting our assets out, and not getting the prisoners out none of that's a defense of it the reality is the exact scenario that Vaj is talking about literally happened you can't imagine a foreign and a foreign power like the Taliban taking over quicker than 11 days he's literally saying if we would have got all those things out they could have taken over in seven days and then magically they would have decided to massacre people when they didn't decide to do it in that way in 11 days why would they have behaved differently if they were able to overtake in a fewer number of days than 11 that's not what I said I
4: said I that it Kay. could have been that way, not that it would have been that way. It's okay, kind of, so
5: it's not a defense of Biden's actions then. No, Saying it's hypothetically this could have happened, but I have no reasons why it would have been. though. No, it's an indication that I there g- was- I st- get
7: there's tension between you guys, but I think Kay actually, I would like to you know hear what she has to say. So Thanks
5: moderator Stardust. Real good contribution there. Jesus. Uh, well, I'm just saying, so I'm
7: getting tired is, of like, I'm looking to- It and is babe, true. i tension
1: between you. I hadn't noticed that. Gentlemanly values
4: that I knew you for, Look, all I'll say
1: is, and no, I no, think no you're reason, hold on. I think Kay to hear to talk. Kay, Kay, what, what are you got?
6: Yeah, I'm not going to get in on the pissing contest between the two of you. But in address to Quar's <laughs> question about subject change and what our responsibility is now, regardless of who's at fault or who we should be blaming or whatever, the there are people suffering. There are people dying in Afghanistan right now, and there are so many people that in the last. Two decades that we've been in Afghanistan have put their lives and the, and the safety of their families on the line to be helpful to the American government in our occupation in Afghanistan. We absolutely have a responsibility to get them and their families out and make sure that they are safe. And that should be our top priority, not determining who we should blame, who should be put on the chopping block for this. There are lives at stake. There are people suffering. We need to do something about it. And that's just that is the heart of the argument
2: yeah i agree we have four administrations that screwed the whole thing up so now it's it's about what we need to do about it sorry
1: go ahead
7: no no i I, i'm glad that you got to speak i'm sorry um if i'm overstepping um i i just sorry about that
1: (laughs) no worries you're you're fine i think that Uh, we'll see we did anybody Sinker of doom
3: well, I wanted to say at least what what, what is known is that uh, preliminary reports uh, as to the viability of at least the Afghan Air Force, which was in, is that without contractor support, those planes would be inoperable within six months. And Afghanistan is a landlocked country, and the Taliban basically controlled everything around the border. So once the U.S. forces left, they were essentially on their own. They didn't have the support structure was never actually set up. It, once the the U.S. was there, and once they left, it's gone. But I do agree that we should instead focus on what do we do next. Because, I mean, whatever is going on between Rob and Vosh, I, I don't want to be part of. And, I, and honestly, it's, I, 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 honestly I think it's one way. So yeah. I don't. I'm, <laughs> but um, I I I I, I yeah. I, I, I would just want to
4: support you. the Afghan people. That's I think that we should commit an enormous amount of money to um, restructuring. Um, the region as best as we can, not through hard power, but rather through investment, through reparations, and through the establishment of hospice and uh, refugee centers in the region so that people fleeing the terror of the Taliban have the ability to reach them and safe airports where they can be fairly assessed as, um, as asylum seekers
5: in the U.S. I mean, this is this is why that you see tension. It's because I'm calling out people that deserve to be called out. So we started off calling Biden big balls, Biden. It's only because (laughs) of his failures that we have the Taliban Uh, that is now running that country in the way in which they're doing it. And so what we see is Biden made the Taliban. uh, Holy shit. uh, uh, How
7: vulgar are we allowed to be on here?
5: uh, So, again, what we see is big big, balls. So, again, Cool. Uh So again, what we see is the bragging of how Biden handled this simultaneously saying, well, the situation is such a disaster that we have to give all these reparations and all of this money. What we should have done was set up a system where there would have been a transition of the people that were our allies, including the great Afghani people mm-hmm. that fought with mm-hmm. our troops to make sure that they got out of there before we closed down Bagram air base, which would have allowed them to be protected and get their families out. Instead, what we see happening is people like Vosh that supported the very people and the That's decisions high. and actually think it was good that caused this mess are now saying, that's okay because I get to achieve my socialist dream anyways of saying that we should finance all these people anyways, right? So it's a win-win for them. They cheer for the destruction and the bad policy and then say, oh, what a shame that happened. Now we have to do my other big government policies that we wanted that includes financing these people and things like this. The reality is those people that helped us that we should- the people that helped us, we should help. But the problem is in the, the, what we see happening is in the rush to accept people from Afghanistan, we're not vetting people and we're bringing a lot of people. There was a story this week about child brides that we were bringing over. And so there's a lot of bad stuff that's happening in the name of, oh, we fucked up. Now we just need to bring as many Afghanis as possible or so help as child many Child brides as in possible. the U.S. Um, I was so, just going to say that. So okay
7: there are states, they're Great states deflection. where people are left. What? No, no, I have come a on. Child no, so brides are legal famous. in the United
8: States. I have
1: a question. I think, okay, we haven't heard Rob, from Sybil can you in a keep while. it at
8: DMs? Sybil it's embarrassing it when
4: you're me. like this in public. I think I'm doing great. Thanks. Go ahead, Sybil.
8: I was just curious because everyone here has mentioned so far the people who have helped us. Do we feel that we have any responsibility to everyone else in the country that may be fearing right now or maybe, you know, wanting to leave because of the new rulers I believe I mean, we do have a responsibility. You know, yeah,
2: a
4: huge one. Trillions of dollars worth of responsibility. After four all the
2: administrations we went into fucking up the landscape of that country. You know, and when we, we when we started with Bush, it was fucking shock and all. And we were literally leveling goddamn cities. And in our efforts to prop up a and I believe always functionally useless A, we went and caused more terror and harm across that country to a lot of people who just want to live and The worst part about it is Mm -hmm. those actions that we do just fuel insurgency. It just fuels the numbers joining the Taliban. So we have so destabilized Mm -hmm. that region that we absolutely have a responsibility. And Australia, our fucking lapdogs in foreign intervention have a responsibility. And fucking Canada has a responsibility. And Germany has a responsibility. We absolutely have a responsibility to every citizen of that country that wants out.
3: Well, there's another thing that we're, we haven't discussed yet, is that China is playing nice with the Taliban because they want all those uh, natural resources. China is pr- not too friendly to a lot of Muslim communities, as we found yeah, out. Right. But yeah. I don't like that argument because yeah.
2: that's basically saying let's keep out China and continue I, to do what we're doing that's so that they, they don't come in and do what we're doing.
3: I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that that's another thing we have to consider as what's going to shape the suffering of the people in Afghanistan. I'm not saying we should stay because China will swoop in.
5: Okay. The problem I, am, I have here is, and it's something that I've seen is quite often. So, it, 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 what the yeah. What you see is people. We could call it the left. We could call it the interventionists, the neocons, etc. What happens is they'll say things like this. They'll say, "Oh, you know, the our intel agencies and our generals and these administrations—they fucked up so bad. Now we owe these people around the world." And yet, they continue to support those agencies. For example, when they, oh when, God. when Chuck Schumer told us that the intel agencies would find six ways from Sunday of getting back at Trump, they supported every bit of red meat that those intel agencies what put out happen? against. What's to Trump do with afghanistan? afghanistan i think it's great i think,
7: it's great. Let me I think you know what it, i'm let me down with it. i think I, mean, I i'm down with your your strategy i think since they fucked up we should just like completely scrap every institution that we have that's ever fucked up i think it's great no, what I that. think's
5: funny is it's constant what you see is people that constantly support the very people that are fucking it up and then say, "Oh, now that they fucked it up, now we owe something." We'll stop supporting the people that are doing this interventionism regardless of they be in the Republican or Democratic party in the first place. You should, so should raise we people hate- that real quick. Over? There are ways to hate Donald Trump without supporting the intel agencies. Unfortunately, almost every person in the Democratic party and in Talking the left decided to support those intel agencies because orange man bad. And now you want to deflect <laughs> from it because you're and it's it- it's part of your agenda, anyways, that you want to bring in it's, people and you want to. You're reading from
4: a from other script. Countries. What does this have to do with anything okay. we talk- What is it? It's this reality. Helping That's Afghans. the truth. You're talking about the intel That's agency. The what does CIA I'm so, have I'm sorry, to do? Helping just Afghan all language. refugees?
7: This is just all language. Okay, we like. What do you want to what? do? Do you want to? Do you want to scrap the agencies? Do you want to tell yes, the we other people like you are sorry. Let's just leave you there. We're you over. Sorry, you're dealt. The hands you're dealt.
4: How should we help the Afghans? Because let's not. Because I know he wants to get rid of the CIA or whatever. But like, how should we help the Afghans? That
7: question. Thanks, Vosh. Thanks for that- taking my question.
5: Uh, I, great, just great to, contribution is always Man-splaining. Sort of. uh, the, the way the first I'm
7: thing we kidding. do is to know, I, I, we
5: stop like for example it would be like saying this if we had a job answer the goddamn question right please. i'm answering it the way we help afghanistan Rob. is by first ensuring that we never devastate their country again by Rob. holding those accountable that were deserving of it the second mm. thing we should do is the people that helped us in afghanistan we absolutely should try to get those allies out unfortunately the amount of people that the intel agencies that the left and the democrats supported have fucked up countries we don't have the money or Resources to help? I'm should we help the people of Iraq? Arm? Should we help the people of Libya? Yeah. Should, we yes. people of we must, should we help the people of Yemen? Should we help the people of Saudi Arabia? Yes. Okay, so how Move much money on. do we have to do all of this?
1: We hold I'm on gonna, one second. We eat do, 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 I want to give. If there are any, if there are any last people that have any quick responses. Namely, I'm going to
7: need my own arm. Sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah, foreign yeah,
2: interventionism fucks up hey. the planet. There are 800 military bases across the world. Yeah, we owe a lot of fucking people a lot of fucking reparations, and we got the money for it.
6: We That's spend seven hundred and twenty-five billion dollars a year in military spending. I think that we can relocate some of that money into helping some of the people that we've royally fucked over God the years. Right,
5: absolutely. It's, it's sort of utopian nonsense from people that don't understand <laughs> economics that think that we have infinite money to spend.
6: How much
7: money when should we spend on the countries?
5: people of the United States wait, well? Wait, like, she oh, literally just when said, look at look at the tell well, at, we do well.
7: We do well. Guess what? wait, 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 wait. Let me, let me say something. One thing, one here. thing, one thing. Go ahead, Stardust. I'm sure it'll be in another amazing contribution. Please, go ahead. Yes, I'll i be sure to not say any jokes this time. Okay, so... um. So don't you think if we focus on helping other countries and helping them um, uh, succeed, maybe we wouldn't need to get involved militarily as much as often, right?
5: The goal of the United States government is Not to work answer. first and foremost for the people of the citizens of this country. There is so much money but that and helps the citizens of this I, I, country. Excuse me. Excuse me. You asked me a question. Now I'm answering. So there is so much money that our government can spend the this So you just talk over everybody country. for the entirety I agree. of
7: this and then, sa- and we, then get upset. Right. You ask we, me a question and then I answer.
5: I'm exactly time. answering the question. That's right. That's exactly what I'm doing to answer. We'll give you a so we, the money, of the role of the government and the money – the money they have would be to benefit the people of the United States first and foremost. The insanity of people saying we will continue to support the very agencies that destabilize the world, but then say, the "Oh, agencies. now we have to pay for the world" is insane. And almost all of you, I guarantee, supported those intel agencies when they were declaring war on Donald. I just,
4: Trump. I did really quickly before anyone else. I just want to appreciate the irony that Kay over there said we spend a lot on this. So we should put that money towards Y. And Rob's response was, "I can't believe the left believes there's literally infinite money. But like literally, like X to Y. What? Like you? Okay,
1: look. Hold on. Wait, 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 right. wait, wait, wait. wait. One One take, wait hold on. on. One One sec, on. Rob. Rob just, if I have, hold on. I do want to hear from Sybil. Sybil, we haven't heard from Sybil. If I have five apples and I give you two, how many apples are there? Why do you want to hear from Sybil? We haven't heard from Sybil a lot.
8: Shut up. I just wanted to ask a quick question that I haven't heard a whole lot of people talk about when they do discuss discuss Afghanistan. Somebody just mentioned that China is uh, ponying up to the Taliban and treating them nicely. How do we, going forward, handle our relationship with the Taliban now that they're in charge?
4: Good question.
2: Uh, Mm -hmm. I can answer that. So... Our relationship with the Taliban doesn't need to be direct at all. The first thing we do is stop creating the conditions that fuels insurgencies. Chaos and instability fuels insurgencies. Every time one of our fucking bombs kills a child or civilian, the Taliban is right there to put a rifle in the hand of the crying parents and tell them it's time to even the score. So we need to stop creating insurgents in these unstable regions to begin with. Secondly, if you fuel and build up the material conditions of the people who aren't in the Taliban, it makes them less likely to seek out strongmen and warlords uh, of ultra-conservative fucking terrorist organizations that are trying to take the country. If you help them build mutual support and aid networks and dual power structures within their communities, they have the ability to fight back at a community level against the Taliban so that you don't have an organization like that holding the whole fucking border. That's what we do. We don't need to address China directly. We don't need to address the Taliban directly. We need to provide the material resources to empower the actual people of Afghanistan to fight Back against these forces domestically.
5: Okay, two things on that. One, kept it fast. What, what carr said initially was exactly what I was saying, which everyone was saying, well, we can't focus on that. We should stop the interventionism and stop supporting the agencies that do the can't interventionism. That's, that's literally what that's literally what Carr just said. As far as giving the assets and the money, I'll answer Vosh's Apple idea when it comes to this. The problem is when you start to do apples? all of the programs that the left-wing people How on many? this panel would want. It, uh, okay, there would be five apples. Now let's take the uh, the analogy further, right? Like, So the analogy would be this. You're saying we don't just help Afghanistan. We help these poor countries around the world to make sure they don't have strawmen. That would be what, 125 countries? So now we take those five apples and we're giving them to 125 countries. But plus we want to give Medicare to L for everyone in this country. Plus we want working to be a choice. We want to pay people that don't want to work, right? So now all of a sudden those apples, we're no getting one's getting really irrelevant that here. We're, we're getting really irrelevant up. here. Okay. Okay. Let's take away the healthcare for all and stuff <laughs> but like that. Somebody brought Car, that up. Carl, real quick. Fine. We'll take that out. Carl, do you agree that we should be giving this money and these assets to destabilize countries around the world? Well,
4: let's I prioritize the countries we destabilize. Okay. Like how many right is now. that? How many I mean,
7: hey, so, hey, just so Libya, we, just so we Afghanistan, know,
4: Afghanistan, Iraq and Syria are the most obvious immediate We're discussing
2: campuses. the Middle East
4: Iran? to address you directly in response uh, to your question. I'm less? talking
2: about Afghanistan and the Middle East. I absolutely believe we should be providing resources. Sometimes that can take the form of cash. Sometimes that can take the form of food. Sometimes that can take the form of infrastructure done through local good faith NGOs in the region. All right. But what we're doing is providing for material resources and needs of the
5: people. OK, it It doesn't work like that, because one, there would be not enough resources to go around to do that. And all the domestic agenda. We print the fucking money. We print the money.
2: That's not that's not how it works. We do it every year, except we give it to Raytheon. We
1: we do have to. Yeah, let's just ensure that we hear the response from Rob. And okay.
5: so-, so, one, just printing the money wouldn't work. I don't even need to get into why that's nonsensical, but you can see how people think that that's a good idea. The other thing is, a lot of times, when we give money in the form of NGOs and other aid to these countries, what happens is it goes into the coffers of the very wealthy. So, we could see that historically, the intel agencies have been sending money to poor African countries, Middle East countries, which end up going into the arms of strongmen that then use that money to facilitate their strength, which they then, like in Afghanistan, the warlords before the United States came in, uh, forced farmers to grow opium and things like that. And that was a lot of aid that was going into Afghanistan that helped lead to that.
4: We can do better, right? Just uh, keep printing, right? We do it every year. That's yeah.
2: Every every year we print money and give it to defense contractors. We Mm -hmm. give it to Raytheon, BAE Systems, Lockheed Martin, Boeing. I'm saying we take some of that shit that we print money to do every single year and actually do some fucking good in the region.
3: So there's a number of problems uh, and on both sides i want i just want to touch on bits and pieces of it so one we shouldn't be debasing our currency to enrich defense contractors to destabilize these regions so i we also should be reducing our defense spending a lot of it is wasteful in in, in that sense so the fact that we threw trillions of dollars down a burning pit basically is not saying like well, well that's where the money is, that's where it came from. that was a wa- that was a waste of resources. You can't cite a waste of resources as a reason why we have this money. The resources were wasted and further debasing the currency will only make well is not just is not free but at the same time you, you run into another problem where look at the Red Cross with Haiti million millions and billions of dollars were donated very few homes were actually built to help them so just because we're sending resources that way we don't we don't have much how much control do we actually have so you'll require recall- You'll well, recall um, I
2: said working with local good faith NGOs. The reason right, why right. the Red Cross fails in Haiti is because it's a massive international organization directly pumping cash into a country that has a very complicated regional and local um, infrastructure and political system. The money would be best in the hands of local communities, churches, and groups who know the exact needs of the country instead of just going to corrupt leaders. It's not leaders.
3: that simple. I, I well, I agree it's not that simple, but I also uh, take your point, like, I I agree with there as well. The the issue is what kind of structure will we have for accountability in that regard? I agree local communities are much more likely to be able to make more use of the resources that they are given to facilitate the needs.
2: I will answer your question. Sorry. I just want to let you know I will answer it. Okay. So we we have precedent for this okay just i use you brought up the haitian example and i like that example actually i can name a few organizations operating within haiti that have a proven track record of actual success and actual Itemized, efficient usage of funds donated to them for things like building homes, improving infrastructure, and enriching the lives of patients. And there are organizations helping Afghanistan that do the same. We look at these organizations and look at the body of work that they have done, and that's how we vet them. We have the means to vet them. We don't throw up our hands and say, "How do we know?" We know. We have people who investigate these things. We have auditors. We have lawyers. We have attorneys. We have accountants. Why didn't we, and we use have them? investigators? Have because no, we no, were no. fueling I... a military-industrial complex.
3: I didn't mean to imply that there's no way of knowing. I was I was just unfamiliar with you seem more familiar. So like maybe you were aware of how these um, organizations were kept accountable. I don't I have very little trust in the if the government funds are being taken that way. That's that's where I, I'm skeptical. And, and well, I didn't
2: well, say government. The organizations right. that are helping the people of Haiti effectively aren't government organizations. Most of them are churches. No. and the people who are helping actually helping people in Afghanistan, the majority of them are NGOs. They're not government. No, no.
1: The money Please. comes from our we government. One, one second, which that, we, that, we can't trust. Have, we do have that, we do have a lot of questions that we have to get through, and, and if I getting all of you out of here in about two hours, we definitely have to move into the QA. So Unless there are any last thoughts from people we haven't heard from. I don't know. Emma, I think we heard from you on this topic on Afghanistan. Did you have any thoughts on Afghanistan, Emma? I'm not sure if we did hear from you.
9: Uh, I mentioned a couple things at the beginning. Oh, but that's right. I'm good. Yeah, we can move
1: on. Do you want to say thanks, everybody, for your questions? All of our guests... ...are linked in the description. So if you're like, hmm, I like that, I want to hear more, you can hear more by clicking on their links. And that includes the Modern Native 8 podcast. We put our guest links in the description box there as well. So if you're listening via podcast, please check out our guest links, as we really do appreciate them. This one coming in from David Villar. We did not get to CRT tonight. said, CRT is a necessary tool to continue to keep white supremacy from proliferating in this country. Reach me if you need more info. David Villar, thank you very much. And hopefully, we'll get to CRT next time as we had hoped to, but this time we had run short. Bruv, mate, thanks for your question. Said, Rob, favorite word other than Intel agencies? Oh, uh,
5: great. Leftist, favorite word, bootlicking interventionism and authoritarian fascism. All right, you literally
4: you didn't answer the question I know. once again. <laughs> he, what was
5: the question? <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you, were, you were just ready. <laughs> no, what? I thought he was saying those were my favorite words. No, he's no, asking no, like, favorite words besides that. Oh, my favorite word besides that? Uh, The left. No, that's a good question. <laughs> I would say, uh, I don't know. Vosh, i just think it's funny it is. okay if, this is vosh, wait, wait, if
3: anybody cares what my favorite word is it's indubitably because it's adorable
1: thank it sounds, you very it's fun,
3: much. it's fun to say
4: i like but, saying duty but like it's it sounds like um like uh, duty
1: you got it in bruv this one from wolf says can robert and vosh just get a room already Oh, well, we've asked him to but my deuce and Sloan. he would have to
5: pay for it he's the socialist with the money so
1: <laughs> this is coming from Medusa NCO says Trump kept delaying the withdrawal because the Taliban and Afghan government didn't meet the requirements for our departure. Mr. Big Balls Biden lover. Uh, am, am, I, am I to respond to that? <laughs> yeah, I, feel yeah, like, I feel like I feel like
3: that, that was cut was off early. Did he run yeah. out of
1: space? Uh, well, that was actually it. You can kick the
4: can down the road forever if you want to play that game. If you set like conditions and then say you're not going to withdraw until those conditions, but then he kept setting withdrawal dates, but then he kept not doing it because the – I mean, you could justify anything with that. The argument would be how legitimate were those conditions and to what extent uh, were they employed in good faith. Um, And considering how often he played this juggling game with the date for withdrawal, eh, eh. not
3: not only that, but how much in good faith are the uh, Afghan government and the Taliban actually – like, oh, yeah, I guess I just won't – meet these conditions and you'll have to st- <laughs> stick around for a lot longer oh well
4: yeah why would the NA want us to leave right i mean christ we were,
2: you know keep keeping the walls yeah up. and conditions was the was the justification for
1: staying there that long you got it in this question coming in from do appreciate it the 99da says vosh uh, will you debate rob
4: did not did, uh, didn't I? Tonight was a. Is uh, uh, was?
1: Was a I lot think he of means what this was. There's a yeah, lot I, of Rob I, I and I think Bob he means one on one. Andrew August says oh. Rob, which people did Biden specifically release that directly attacked U.S. interests afterward? Or is this an empty claim? You don't substantiate a whole lot, so, so it's hard to tell. So according to the the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff
5: Kirby, the Taliban people that they had specific threats that were going to attack the United States at the Cabal Air Base and that led to 13 troops dying actually came from Bagram Air Base's prison. And so what we take, if you take in conjunction everything they've said, we heard Biden say, we expected the Taliban would eventually take over. We just didn't think it would be 11 days, but we know that they left Bagram Air Base, including the prison. The Taliban then, that meant that Biden and his team knew that eventually the Taliban would come in and have control of that prison. Predictably, what happened was they freed the ISIS prisoners, which we're told by the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff were the prisoners that actually caused the suicide bombing. So it was Biden's direct action direct action that led to those ISIS bombers being freed to kill American troops.
3: So I think whoever said that either was misunderstood what Rob was claiming. Rob was claiming that, you know, he that Biden essentially allowed prisoners to be released in Afghanistan, where the question right. seemed to be that Biden actively p- re- released someone from an American prison, which is now. No, so, no. Uh, Do we know problem.
4: Biden yeah, wasn't the one who suicide bombed at the Kabul airport?
1: <laughs> this one coming in from. Thank you mean, for he is an empty suit uh, that looks like a zombie. But this yeah. one from Chloe McLean says, amazing beta. Thank you for that, Chloe. And Justin Newman says, "Everyone, if you had to pick one, would you allow one abortions or two mandatory COVID vaccinations?"
6: Uh, hmm? Oh, I'll answer that as a pro life as a pro life activist. Uh, well, it's
1: easy
4: for you. Uh... <laughs>
6: Wait, let her. <laughs> okay, um, I'm a more left leaning. Um, pro-life activist. I am in support of vaccinations and I think that overwhelmingly the uh, anti-vax whole movement with COVID is overly political and I think it's ridiculous and I do find a level of kind of hypocrisy with refusing to wear a mask or refusing to take the vaccine and then saying that we should care about all life. Um, I do acknowledge that hypocrisy. Um, I'm not super pro of the government mandating things, but this isn't the first time that a vaccine has been mandated. Um, For me, it comes down to what can we do as a society to save as many human lives as we possibly can. And if that means taking a vaccine, if that means trying to prevent abortions in any way possible that we can, that's what we should be doing as a society to move society forward to making it better.
5: It's, that's a bad way to look at things because that would mean that people would never take any risk. That would mean that our speed limit would be five mile an hour, I mean, that we would never leave our houses because that would question, alleviate though. people dying. The original so, question? Uh, the original question, yeah, I, I, I can't determine. Uh, I think that if I knew definitively that the aborted ones were all being actual persons and lives, that seems worse. But both are incredibly
3: heinous so at that point. Is it, is uh, a dev- it's definitely a difficult question. If, if you are if you're, if you're just going to go with the math... And I don't think necessarily morality just boils down to math, but just from a mathematical standpoint, it, let's say we all got vaccinated day one, and the seven hundred thousand I think it is so far that has died from COVID didn't—we're were saved. That many people, babies are aborted every year. Now I'm not pro-life, but if you are just going to go straight up math, and I had to pick one, and I couldn't pick neither or both, then I would have to go with no abortions. But that's just—that's just the math, it, 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 and that doesn't necessarily yeah it's yeah
4: this is this is some tough utilitarian calculus i think i would have to permit abortions but not mandate vaccines it's it's rough because i i i want to also mandate vaccines but i think the total amount of social harm done by outlawing abortion might be greater than whatever harm would be done by us addressing covid with non-mandatory vaccines that's a really tough one though i gotta
3: it, well, utilitarianism, uh, my abacus is, on that one. utilitarianism is always difficult because how do you weigh this social harm versus this social harm? It, why is murder worse? How much Thoughts? worse is murder versus theft? Or could, whatever. Just,
1: just because we have a lot of questions, i got to speed through. Anybody else who's willing to respond to this question?
2: Yeah, real quick. I'll, I'll say it fast. I, I would want to allow abortions because uh, that is they don't saying and I can't mandate lockdowns, masks, social distancing and uh, other things like that so i i at least have some other steps i can take to fight covid
1: anybody else you I'm got just it curious. Or... Oh, that's fine. jumping into the next one thank you very much for your question david velar says rob is way too aggressive says he monopolizes and then let's see blah 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 rob do you think this is true I would say that maybe I have a case of toxic
5: masculinity and it's what I often see is that people that are used to dominating the direction that the narrative goes and that there's multiple people usually against my position on these panels don't like it when they actually have someone on the right that's willing to passionately fight back on the issues. And I'm just kind of tired of the bad faith nature that you see on many of these panels uh, from people that are hypocrites and things like that, but I'm not angry. I actually have a lot of fun doing this. And, I uh, maybe I do come across as too aggressive, but I think it's warranted. Yeah.
7: Okay, sure. so so Rob, I actually have watched you debate before, and I actually have an immense amount of respect for you. I think you're very skilled. Um, uh, I'm just I'm just butting in because I know that there's a lot of other people here who probably want to say something, and also because I'm obnoxious. So, yeah.
5: I don't have I don't have hard feelings anyone here. That's, okay. that's Would you cool. say cool. you're just a sigma male?
7: What
5: I say I'm what a sigma male. A sigma male. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't really like the Greek letters. Right. I stick to good old fashioned
1: English. So. <laughs> You guys, this one coming in from the biologist Bum says, Briefly putting politics aside, Afghanistan has some amazing wildlife like the Bactrian deer. Am I saying that right? Yes, Bactrian. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. They say, You're welcome. Well, learn something new every day. This one coming in from the legend Rivs says, Taliban met with China one month prior to the chaos. Biden is blackmailed by China. Hashtag. Corn pops revenge, China moles <laughs> to take Bagram. Oh, I know I miss. It's Bagram. Oh Thank you God. very much. <laughs> Says connect the dots. Guess. Beijing Biden called it. He uh, he and
4: Xi Jinping are going to lead us all together to a glorious future of socialism with Chinese characteristics.
5: I mean, there is more evidence that Biden has been more beneficial to China and Russia, for that matter, than Trump ever was to Russia. And yet, again, we could talk about what we want as influential people that we are in here. We're very literally influential when it comes to the grand narrative. Most of the people that have actual influence in our mainstream media and other places couldn't wait to blame Trump, Trump as a Russian stooge for everything, despite the fact that he was more aggressive to Russia than almost any president before him. Now, when Biden comes in and he does things that are beneficial to Russia, And beneficial to China. Now it's laughed off as a big joke. Sure. He's doing this to benefit China. All we want is the standard to be applied evenly from these organizations.
1: Juicy. This one coming in from Balthazar 228 says if you crash landed on a desert island and by the time you woke up, someone had collected all the coconuts and told you that the only way you'd get a coconut was to have the U.S. leave Afghanistan. (laughs) Would it be viable coercion? I mean, I understand um, I this, is a reference,
5: this. this is a reference to some Vosh debate uh, that occurred. If no, we're going to no. reference Vosh debates, there's very there's many better ones. Well, and, well in
4: that debate. case, you'd get both the withdrawal from Afghanistan and a free coconut. So I think, I mean, this is better than what we got, which was withdrawal and no coconut. So, yeah.
3: I would like to point out that this analogy <sighs> is not very great in general, because just because you have all the coconuts, what else is on the island? Can you fish? I mean, is it I don't know. Like, coercion coercion requires threat of force. You have to be under duress. You either require oh, threat you, of
1: starving. This one coming in from You get a fish. What?
9: Oh, I was just replying to the starving. You could fish, you could yeah, hunt a bird, kill a bird, you know. All the birds have- are
4: dead. The fish were coconut fish, and they got collected too.
9: But that wasn't mentioned, but that wasn't mentioned in the initial peak uh, discourse here. Next
4: question. Nor was the presence (laughs) of fish, though. All right. Okay.
1: this one coming in from Amanda Troutman says, panel, what about the the effect of regressive Republican policies that limited and continue to limit immigration from non wealthy countries?
2: It definitely has an effect. I'd say that for sure. And that's something that we're going to have to fight doubly hard to undo and fight against in terms of the narrative to actually help the people who are trying to leave and escape that violence. It, it has a huge, huge problem. That's why we buried half a fucking million people in the Middle East between Afghanistan and Iraq.
5: I'm not sure what the actual numbers and if we factor in legal and illegal immigration into the areas that people come from, wealthy versus unwealthy country. I'm not sure what those numbers are. Uh, I would think that those numbers would start to go to more, we take more people from countries we consider non-wealthy than countries we consider wealthy. Again, the problem is, that the difference between Carr and me will be quite simple. Uh, Carr and me both agree that we should stop disastrous interventionist policies that create harm, but Carr thinks that we should then use the wealth of the United States by printing money and other things to give to these people to help those countries. I think that that would be too massive, and there are so many problems. At home that we should focus on the people at home and it stop creating these problems around the world and allow these countries to fix the problems without the US intervening.
1: This one coming in from do appreciate your question. Secret XX Stars says, Rob, what if you've been muted this entire time and you're just shadow boxing a hallucination of Vosh's voice?
6: I'm sorry, James, I hate to interrupt, but I actually have to run, guys. I'm sorry, but my child is sick and I have to go tend to
1: him. No reason. (laughs) Totally okay. Hi
7: Kay, have a good Hello. one. Thanks Bye, for guys. contributing, Kay.
1: Take care. i Appreciate it, Kay. And then this one Oh yes. Rob. What if you've been muted this entire time and have just been shadow boxing a hallucination of Vosh's voice?
5: Well, one, if if it's a hallucination, then I'm in a lot of problems, I think, uh, that need dealt with. But that would probably mean that all of you are hallucinated, even that questioner. But secondly, if it's not a hallucination and I'm muted and everyone is so perfectly acting that they're just watching my lips run and are able to actually come up with stuff that makes sense to what I'm saying,
1: that would make this panel the most impressive panel that's ever been assembled. So Next up, Sunflower says, what percent of failed abortions or adopted kids End up wishing they had been aborted, even if those children have higher risk of economic hardship, etc. They still are glad they weren't aborted. That's a
4: meaningless question because you could apply the exact same argument to like busted condoms or dudes pulling out too late to nut on the stomach, you know? Like, how many children who were born because the guy didn't pull out fast enough? say they wish their dad had pulled out fast like no like of course once the person's born and alive and has opinions then they are glad they were born and are alive and have opinions but like you could say that about anything you could say that about any contrivance that leads to the creation of a human life
5: no but creating Uh, something's different than intentionally snuffing something out it's completely different right like so So, it it, the question does make sense and what it gets to i think is the point that we were discussing is the idea of all of these factors although maybe tragic and things worth talking about the real question is where do we determine personhood or life or however you want to term it begins because it wouldn't be a compelling case to say well actually that kid would have been in a domestic abuse situation anyway, So that's somehow better. No, we could see that that would be a heinous proposition, which is why we should focus on when is it a person or when is it a life. Hi. Um, so if
7: no. I can, oh, if I can contribute. Um, uh, it is not about saying that because they are in a situation where they're exposed to violence in their home, that they're they're better off dead, I'm not saying that what I'm saying is the net harm to society of all of these children collectively being exposed to violence in their home is probably going to be pretty fucking bad, right? Um, and also, what about all the children, again, sperm that fertilizes eggs, and those eggs don't implant in people's, um, in, in people's wounds? Like, what about that? I'm sure maybe if they had been implanted, and they grew up, and they, and they hadn't been washed out, then, then yeah, they would have said the same exact thing. I mean, why are we not focusing on preventing miscarriages when that's like one of the main ways that people lose children?
3: So I think there's an important, there's an important moral distinction here between letting someone die and killing someone. Right. If, you, if you're walking by a lake and you see a drowning person and you don't intervene, that's not the same thing as going into the lake and holding their hand under the water. Those are not morally equivalent. Now, I don't say that as that doesn't necessarily mean that abortion is wrong. I just don't think we should start drawing analogies to to that. So, well, I, I, the only I got a point question. that I'm making is the argument that. Um, who who says that they
4: wish they had been aborted isn't really valid because you can make that argument for people who didn't have a kid at any stage prior. Like that, there's nothing about that argument that's dependent on post fertilization of the egg. It, it's equally applicable to anything. Like no one's ever said, "I wish my mom had swallowed me." You know, like like that doesn't. It's just it's. I don't think it's a good argument.
3: I don't think it's a good argument. Although, just to be a, little bit, a, bit, a bit like you know cheeky about it, there are and people commit suicide. I imagine. One of them probably uttered, I wish my parents never had me. I'm, I'm not, but again, it's not really a good argument. Does this I extend?
7: Say... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead no, Stardust. no, no, you go ahead. No, no, no. You, I, I've go. been
2: shouting over people. so No,
7: I... no, you, I've spoken way more than you. So you go first.
2: I just wanted to say, uh, uh, this, uh, our concepts on abortion here, does this extend to fertility clinics? Because oftentimes they kill several several fertilized eggs per site uh, on several cycles except that this is something accessed only by wealthy people because uh, an attempted at artificial insemination can cost tens of thousands of dollars per attempted cycle so as
7: soon up, as you wait. bring that in you are so good car because as soon as you bring in actual science into this and you bring in the fact that there are so many fertilized eggs that don't uh, that aren't carried to term then this whole thing falls apart it really does uh, I, I, I disagree
3: uh, so m- my understanding of how it's done is that they fertilize several, like, you know, three to eight eggs because the chance of implantation is not great. So they try to, they have that much. So they have, there's roughly a 50, 50 chance that you get at least one implantation. Those
7: are all dead children then, aren't but they? But
3: failure, in, but that, but, but simply prov- like, you know, putting them in there and then like, oh, well they failed to the implant. That's not killing. That's not, you're not killing. You're just letting the natural course of things to occur. And some of them don't survive. That's not the same thing as taking proactive action. Well, knowing. With, do with you the think pregnancy end? is wait, passive?
7: That- do you think pregnancy is passive? You That's think not- carrying a child for nine months is passive?
3: Okay, when you say passive, what do you mean? Because on do the you one think hand, that it's- you're... You
7: have to modify your life, dude. You, right. Carrying yes. a child for nine months is not something that you passively do. So you're not just, you're not passively it's, letting this thing live. You're taking measures you're, to make sure it, that it lives.
3: Pre- pregnancy is also not something you consciously do. You're not consciously t- telling your body to send your send the baby but resources if, and
4: if If we're analogizing this to parentage, then that's totally applicable, because if you um, try to get pregnant, have a fertilized egg, and then have a miscarriage, which happens all the time, by the way, Mm -hmm. oftentimes a miscarriage will just be flushed out with the uterine lining, and they'll never know, Um, then that would be Right, then that would be tantamount to negligent homicide. That's something that you facilitate because there are things that you can do to decrease or increase the likelihood of a miscarriage. If you have kind of like a not great womb, like chances for you, like having a child aren't great, is you attempting to get impregnated essentially the same as you throwing children into a meat grinder uh, in the hopes that one of them will succeed? The logical extension of that thought is that the only women who should be able to reproduce are women at the absolute peak of physical athleticism. So they have the highest likelihood. I mean, we take all the cares in the world for living children. If we're assigning that moral worth to uh, fertilized eggs, then we should only be allowing women who have incredibly high vitamin content, who are very strong, who are very likely to produce the strongest children to I think that's, actually go that's through a, with that's it. A, that's such oh, a question. I have a
5: question. It's a deflection. The, the point is, actively seeking to end something's life is completely different than trying to create... Negligent and really homicide a is a thing. It,
7: it is no, still you know, homicide. Can, yeah, it's
4: you think fertilized
1: a eggs are persons, it's a te- that's negligent homicide. I have right, a question. I have a question. Several people talking at the same time. So, it is true. Rob has talked a lot. However... Let's let him finish his point. I promise we'll come right back to you, Vosh and Stardust.
5: No, so I basically order. made my point. My, my, my point's just quite simply Short that the idea of negligent homicide, it's not the same thing. Actively seeking to kill something is different than trying to create something, knowing that there's a chance that that creation won't come to full term. It Both is a completely illegal, different though, thing. If it
4: leads to the death of a child. It's not a matter of no, legality as we talked not,
5: about.
7: Can, is, can I just negligent? ask one question? Right. I just well, have Stardust, one question for Rob. We'll come back to you. Okay. Uh, oh, sorry. Go uh, um, for um, it. Okay. Okay. Rob, I I have a question. If you can just answer in like one sentence, maybe. Um, Do you think that, do you think that personhood, it begins at conception?
5: No, I think that it begins at some marker that I'm not sure, but it would be something like brain activity, heartbeat or something like that. I do not currently think though. I'm open to hearing arguments, but I currently don't have a position on exactly when personhood So why
7: aren't you pro, why aren't you pro um, like, I don't know, abortion up until that point then?
5: I ran on that. I ran for Congress and ran on that, and I got screamed at okay. by Republicans over and over. This one you
2: ran you for coming... political office? Holy shit! This one um,
1: coming in from interesting. Wolf.
2: Wait, wait, wait!
3: wait. I, I want to I address something that said. Negligent homicide does not have a standard of. You have to do everything possible to prevent death. You have to. You, there, there's, a, there's a legally established reasonable standard for you to, and you have to have a specific knowledge of taking on specific risks. It's kind of like with driving. If you drink and drive, you have obviated yourself of not accounting for risk not obviate i'm sorry that's not the right word but you have essentially you have been negligent and taken on the risk but if you are if you are just older and you have a slower reactive time you are not and then you get into an accident you are not a you're not it's not negligent homicide
4: no but if we if we treat fertilized eggs as persons then essentially, if you have like a one in eight chance of a successful pregnancy, that means you're essentially leading a little train of children along a bloody path that you know one of them is going to make it out of. At the And like, that's why assigning personhood that early gets ridiculous because then you start talking about negligence and to what extent should we expect mothers to like take care of their bodies during pregnancy? Is it murder if they deliberately like take drugs while they're pregnant, not to kill the baby, but for fun, if it hurts the baby, is that the same as child abuse? There are so many legal and moral extensions of the idea that personhood begins anorexia? at conception yeah if they're anorexic if, no. if, uh, if uh, uh, you're anorexic and you're starving a kid of nutrients how is that not any different from negligent homicide if a kid that is a born child dies of starvation because your mental illness prevents you from going out to the grocery store and buying them food there's so much stuff that doesn't work when you apply personhood to the fertilized egg it just doesn't well
3: it doesn't work if you or... it doesn't work if you apply a universal, like a, a the standard of negligent homicide that you're applying, but negligent homicide it, legally there is a a re, it's it, it's always the whole reasonable person, reasonable standard kind of thing because. But ultimately, – life,
4: people keep saying murder, so it seems they're willing to apply again, a perfectly transcribed one to one version of existing law onto fertilized eggs you know they started but again it's
5: it's it's not the same thing as we said and again if we had to choose even though i'm saying i'm not someone who's made the claim that life begins at conception but if we had to choose between that and vosh's stance that personhood is only once a person is birthed so you could be in labor and terminate the birth if you want clearly the more humane situation would be the conception people and it's well more you could logically just induce labor well. at that point but what uh, if I the believe, woman I chooses I, not to i,
4: believe
7: I think started, you I have do you have that choice? Question. Yeah, I do ahead, have sorry. another question. I'm, I'm just, I'm curious now um, for Rob, because I found that super interesting. Um, at- at what point would you say is a good point to stop people from having abortions? I'm just curious.
5: Sure. Mm -hmm. So again, I don't know exactly, I would admit my ignorance and not being someone that is a medical professional. I think that we need to have a philosophical conversation of what a good benchmark would be possible. Benchmarks could be heartbeat, could be uh, some sort of measurable brain activity, could be something like viability, the point where if a baby would be taken outside of the womb, that it could be a viable person at that point with medical intervention.
7: You don't a personal preference at all i would like
5: to hear i would like to hear this argued out by professional medical people uh, that are talking about when they feel that life begins
3: so what benchmark you arrive at is a philosophical question what those Mm -hmm. benchmarks are measured at would be a medical question so viability Mm -hmm. 21 weeks i believe it is uh you get you get cardiac activity at six weeks it's not a heart yet but it is cardiac tissue uh Mm -hmm. the the uh the first so the ability to feel pain, it's actually kind of unknown when bait, uh, fetuses are, can feel pain, although the nerves responsible for pain, at least in the head with the trigeminal nerve, it starts developing at eight weeks. Uh, so those are benchmarks. But the question is, are those benchmarks the relevant ones? Is, sure. Because feeling pain – One of those benchmarks. Animals, animals, plenty of animals feel pain. We don't treat them as persons. So –
5: but again, but again, the the point that I'm trying to make is those we need a benchmark in order to decide this, and I would like to hear reasons why those viable benchmarks should be considered. But I don't consider the benchmark of until so, born. I think that it's inhumane and it's obviously horrific. So you exactly- have to justify that. Sure, wait. I will justify. Uh, so the justification is that we can see that there is some sort of activity where at some point a fetus early in development is actually something that we should consider a life in a person, right? There are debates that could occur whether that is heartbeat, brain activity, what, viability, etc. But all wait, of wait, that wait. is better. So what people are asking, again, uh, the point that I'm making is that these benchmarks, and I'm willing to listen to medical professionals, dictate as to why each of those and argue their case and why each of those would be the preferred marker. However, all of those are an infinitely superior to the argument that we should allow women to have elective abortions even nine months in because it's not a real person until it's. i just
4: want to point out by the way that at no point have i ever actually said that is the case, the yes, number of abortions that take place that far into pregnancy are such an infinitesimal fraction 12,000 of the total a number year. that actually takes late place. Late-term abortions. Wait, hold on. Wait, so wait, wait, what? Wait. That's still not wait, infinitesimal. Wait, hold on. Wait, well, as a proportion of the total, yeah. And anyway, wait, 12,000 for nine months in or for third oh, trimester? It's late-term,
3: thir- late
5: it, it says.
4: Post-21 weeks,
3: so that's uh, not no, no, nine no. months post, in. So it's post-30 weeks, it was 12,000. Is the numbers that I saw. We
1: must. Post we do have a lot weeks. of other questions. We want to. Yeah, I was going to say, do we have these more questions? We've got we've uh, extra time. This one coming in from Wolf says, why are people comparing abortion bans to vaccine mandates? Is pregnancy a communicable disease? Now, that's an image for you. Life is a sexually transmitted disease. So, yes.
7: I often because. say I never asked to be born. I, I never did. I never asked to be born.
3: Huh. Are you an uh, it's because Born to the, ship, the,
5: forced to white. Uh, it's because yeah. the defense of abortion is considered my body, my choice, which means that you have medical autonomy for the decisions that occur in your body, right? And if so again, the person that's asking this question is probably a person that doesn't think that a fetus is a person. So they're like, well, it's just a clump of cells. So on you one hand, we're just life. talking about the elimination of a clump of cells. But on the other hand, we're talking about people's medical decisions that could negatively affect a person. But if you look at it as if someone's assuming that that fetus is a life or is a person, then you could see how that example makes sense. The comparison makes sense because both of them are saying, should you be allowed to have privacy in your medical decisions even if it results in the harm of another person
7: but you don't even believe that a fetus is always a person right so i mean i i'm a little bit confused that we're like you're saying that this person obviously doesn't believe in it but you don't either at a certain point right
5: well, we all have our different interpretations of what the bench of oh. or beepers when something's a person. And you're trying to pigeonhole me into saying life begins in conception. It's not no, an I'm not, way. I'm way not waiting, waiting, trying but, to but do but that, I'm, I'm that just once, curious.
7: that's all. Right,
5: so yeah. the argument is quite simply, the argument that we should have about abortion is instead of talking about like domestic abuse and things like that, the question is we should all have a serious conversation of when do we consider the fetus to be a life or when do we consider the fetus to be a person? And we should all agree that after that point, We should not allow abortions, except in very specific cases of things like uh, the baby would be born with a chronic illness or the mother's life was in danger. But so the point. Wait, why? Wait, wait, could you
4: kill a child just because it happens to have a debilitating illness? Well, then wait, then why could you kill a post personhood fetus?
5: It's it, it's because if we made the decision that the debilitative illness would be so much pain, and we're going to make that choice decided, for it. That's a different calculation. We're going to kill a
4: child that, because you think it's going to be sick. Shouldn't you let it be born to make that
5: decision for itself? It would be a similar situation. It's it's similar philosophical conversation to people that are in coma and haven't articulated and, in their last and the way, testament what they decide. So we allow the loved ones to make the decisions in those points where they're unable and, to form. And why an would it matter, by response. the way? But it's an interesting it's an interesting. Why would it matter, by the ahead. way, if
4: the mother was going to be hurt or potentially killed by the birth? I mean, in one case, if you abort because, the child, because that's we a don't guaranteed ask, murder. Whereas with the mother, it's only potential. It seems like if you accept the personhood and reject the bodily autonomy argument, then you're morally obligated to permit or I should say to deny the abortion no matter what. And all these incest and rape exemptions are just people trying to hastily save face to avoid looking like the monsters they are for denying essential medical services.
5: That's not true. That's not true. We would never ask anyone to undergo a medical procedure that would likely lead to their death. Get back to the question
2: real quick. Um, I think the main difference that I would say if we're talking about mask mandates or vaccine mandates versus uh, abortion and why they could or could not be compared, I would say that we can we can take a consequentialist approach to this. Okay, a vaccine mandate would save lives. Making abortions freely available would save lives. It's been shown to work and lead to less abortions in developed countries. I am speaking from an Americentric perspective. It well, would save lives in America, so and I, vaccine I, mandates would save
5: lives. It's
1: not true. So I, I, so to, I, was, I, I hate I, to do this, but we've we've gone on this topic for quite a while. I do want to get through these last couple of questions. This one, Nikki Aaron says, should fetuses be covered under all protections as born children? If yes, it is child endangerment to impregnate a woman with. A high chance of miscarriage. True.
8: Ooh, it's that's a dumb an point. We already question. it's the exact same, could, the could exact you repeat same that point please? we already went through.
3: Could you repeat that, please? I want to make sure. Like I, I may be the same point. I just want to make sure I heard it correctly.
1: They said should fetuses be covered under all protections as born children? If yes, it is child endangerment to impregnate a woman with a high chance of miscarriage.
5: It's
1: the same point we yeah, we're It's it's not, it's different. I think yeah. it's interesting.
3: Okay, so motor driving—you're oh, you're more likely to get injured if you're riding on a motorcycle in an accident than a than a automobile. Does that mean your insurance rates are higher? But you're not endangering people more. So yeah, you, it, you
4: can absolutely get in trouble with the state if, like, reckless driving gets your your kids injured, or even
3: if it doesn't, you're just found. No, no, out no. no. That, that wasn't my point. What I mean he is didn't... is that
7: drive into a group of people if you wanted no, that's,
3: to that's that's not that's not the point that i was making if you're a motorist and you're driving an automobile versus a motorcycle a motorcycle you're more likely to be injured let's say you have a passenger who just willingly came along they are more in danger riding the motorcycle than the automobile you're now motorcyclist insurance rates are higher because there's more risk but you are not endangering people Okay,
5: well, we can take this example further if you want, if if this is insistent that we want to keep talking about this. So, would Vosh and Stardust, would you both agree that we should charge people with child endangerment that are born into poverty situations where there's domestic abuse ab- occurring in the house and they decide to have the child because they know that that child's likely to go through an impoverished existence where there's domestic abuse? So, should we preemptively think, charge as soon as I that child's born, my the point. mother and father, for bringing a child into that situation? I think you're missing
7: situation? my point. My point is not about the single child right my point is what happens collectively to a community when you have a bunch of people who are forced to carry children to term that they didn't want uh and forced to carry children to term that would be born into situations where they are going to be exposed to violence and where their siblings are are going to be exposed to violence what is what is the what is the it's net what is argument, the net what is the net result of that
5: Let me explain. It's a separate argument to the argument that the question and the point that you were making here. Uh, That's a separate point. The answer to that point is, even if that's true, the question becomes, when do we consider that fetus a life or a person? Because we would never say it's okay to kill a person because killing that person would lead to a decrease in poverty, a decrease in domestic abuse, etc. So. But that's separate to the point this questioner's asking and you're uh, the argument that you and Vosh are making that's, oh, please if you don't. know that okay, you're please likely don't to not be able to carry my, a...
7: my, my view. I know that it's it's easy to do that, but... If you're agreeing with him, I don't think that it's
4: unreasonable. Every time he looks anywhere
5: else. Like when you mm-hmm. stare at a light. Sure, a if you're agreeing, if you the position don't agreeing even know what position
7: his position is. I don't know you, what don't s- the basis of his position is. I don't
1: I'm... doubt that you do. I don't. I don't. I honestly don't. I don't watch his content, We do have to move to the next one. This one coming in from Daniel 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 D says, Rob, regarding your withdrawal from Afghanistan, do you believe that General Alden's plan could have reduced loss of life?
7: It
5: it
1: could have. But I I, I will
5: be honest when it comes to the actual specifics, it doesn't I I, I love the apologism for Biden again. I remind you that my biggest criticism becomes to the uh, propagandist and all of the regimes and all of the uh, parties, agencies. including Republicans and Rob, Democrats. That, that, that lied to us,
3: repeating the same thing you've been saying over and over?
5: Yeah, if you'd let me finish, maybe I'll get to it. So maybe that's maybe, the biggest maybe, criticism maybe, I have with those
3: institutions. I blame you for this, Vosh. Those
5: institutions. <laughs> this
2: is
3: your fault, Vosh. Is
5: this good? Is, it, is this is it's is it, this is good. This is the answer you all want.
3: No, Rob, we're fine with you. Oh, oh, would you
5: like me to finish my answer? No, but you, so I remind you we'll that's you the first organization we'll that I would a I would response. say this. Okay, oh, so the God. answer is. The, the apologism for Biden says things like, well, we don't know what he could have done better. It is quite simple. And I don't know who exactly the generals would have been under Trump that had this plan. But it is quite simple that we shouldn't have let go of Bagram Air Base until we got our assets, including people and military assets and the prisoners that we didn't want to escape from gone. That's, That's common like, sense. Everyone. Understands so
3: the question it. was, what do you think General Alden's plan would have saved lives? I didn't hear a mention of the details of that plan and how it would have saved lives or not. So I asked when you were going to answer the question instead of ranting on the same thing you have been, and you said you would, and you didn't. So could you answer the question, please?
5: Sure, why don't you explain to me exactly what General Alden's I plan don't, was? How I many pages don't know was this what was. his
3: plan was. Okay.
5: Right, right, which is exactly why my sorry. answer stop was. stop with the memes? The, Some of us are talking to him. Which is okay, exactly, we look look <laughs> exactly <laughs> what Can we take. This I don't seriously. know what his specific details <laughs> of his to, plan, plan was, but it's quite simple that if we had a plan to leave Bagram Air Base, it would have been
1: a disaster. I'm not making claims
3: what his plan was. If you didn't know the details, that's fine.
1: Okay. Oh, forgive me for interrupting. So sorry. I do. I did promise to get you all out of here in about two hours. We're already twenty minutes past that. So I do want to apologize. For that I, I do want to say all of our guests are linked in the description, folks. We do appreciate all of our guests. And so whether you're listening via YouTube or podcast, you can find all of our guests: Robs, Cars, K's, Stardust, Sybil, Vosh sphincter of doom sod and emma's links in the description we really do appreciate them and want to say thank you so much everybody for being with us thanks for your questions tonight folks we are excited about future panels like this as this is our first one and a lively one to be sure so thanks again to our guests we're going to let them go for the rest of the night but one last if you guys want to say a thank you or a goodbye i want to say thank you so much for coming on all of you I, I love you. you. I love you, James. I
4: hope,
2: thank you. Hey. Thank My first time with you, James, you. I, I had a lot of fun, and uh, it's it's been a an hilarious drinking game to play <laughs> for the few moments of good debate. Oh, that you had. were
7: drinking? Damn. The whole time. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, I, Are
5: you really an anarchist that believes in vaccine mandates? Just curious. Absolutely. Hey, listen,
2: I believe in empowering communities. Uh, all right. I'm I not going to perpetuate something that's going to hurt uh, I point out, uh, marginalized people.
3: I should point out that just because you're an anarchist doesn't mean you're against rules. You're just against rulers. That's what anarchy means. No gods, no masters. Rules, you'll be Thank subjected you. to the, the commune's vaccine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you can um, have communities can organize and require to be part of your community. It's all about herd well, against immunity. Government, but I'm I support all for the herd. Biden
5: forcing poor and black people to get the vaccine that don't want it. Yeah. yeah. Hey, wait. Hold, ahead, on. Right, hold on. on. Hold on. Wait, wait. Going back I'm consistent. Right, Great, anarchy. Great anarchy. Great. Oh, wait. Hold on. Wait. wait why? Why, why yeah, the input? Yeah, if you don't, they're they're you don't have a vaccine, back vaccine back yeah,
4: you we, should get a vaccine. I don't care if you're white or black or rich. Get that fucking vaccine.
7: It's okay to be white. It's okay to be white. You don't need to virtue signal with anything. Okay. Um. But uh. No, I just wanted anarchists
5: that talk about these marginalized
7: communities. Look. Don't cut this. Okay. All right. Um, I just wanted to clarify. You know, like obviously, like I had a really great time. I have a lot of respect for everybody on the panel. Um, and uh, and yeah. Um, uh, no hard feelings about anything. Hopefully, so yeah. Mm. Um, and also, fuck all you guys. Sorry.
3: Yeah. Uh, (laughs) this isn't my first time uh, with James. My last time was with economics. Uh, Some of these subjects were kind of out of my wheelhouse, but. uh I'm, a happy, I'm glad you guys had me i hope i contributed to things productively and was not too boring uh i'd be happy to be a part of another one
1: absolutely i second that
9: i second that
1: thanks emma as well thanks for having me uh, i love you and all yeah, very much I'm, take thanks care appreciate it thanks everybody have a great rest of your night and thanks everybody for watching and hanging out with us tonight so. we will see you next time